right, welcome to episode number 33 of You Had Me at Halo, where we talk about one of gaming's most storied franchises. So about a year and a half ago, a group of us decided to start a podcast, and it was for our adoration of this particular franchise, uh, something that, you know, this is a franchise that brings a lot of people together for a lot of different reasons. And here we are now, finally on the precipice of the release of Halo Infinite. And one of the things that we really want to cover in some more detail than what, than what we've talked about in, in previous podcasts is, is more about the story. And, and, and even though we understand that Halo Infinite is going to be a soft reboot of the franchise, we do know that this franchise um, can be enriched if you do come in with more of an understanding of what's going on. So now, as somebody who came to this franchise who really adored it more for the, the gameplay and the game elements and didn't get into a lot of the book background and things like in, in some of the extended lore, uh, myself, I have a lot of questions that kind of pop up as they've been alluding to things. And that is why we have this panel of experts with us today. So mm. I am going to be the dumb dumb on the panel. <laughs> and, and the rest of these guys are the, the, the lore experts. Uh, Everybody here is. Uh, everybody else here has read the, the extended material. At least some of it. Amanda's read one book, the one that we did okay. the podcast on. Okay, so she cool. will be. We'll be teaching you too. Okay, cool. That's cool. So it's going to be interesting. So we'll be here to kind of ask questions, and then we'll turn it over to the rest of you to sort of answer them. And um, and this is going to be pretty exciting because I, you know, I've started to delve into it a little bit, and and there is a lot of there is a lot of interesting lore that they build on. And for somebody who mm -hmm. does like extended universes, uh, you know, sci-fi, there are some really cool elements that they haven't really uh, gotten in depth with within the game. So we'll talk about that because we do suspect that even though you don't need it, 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 it will enrich your experience. But before we get into hurt. that, yeah, it's never, definitely not going to hurt. Um, but before we get into all of that, let's go ahead and introduce everybody. So let's go ahead and start with our very special guest, Spartan Amanda, a.k.a. Mandela. Did I get that Mandela. right? Mandela. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mandela. All right. Well, welcome. Uh, welcome back. I know you were on the uh, the book podcast, but welcome back and thanks for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Next up, we got Spartan Mike, a.k.a. Mr. Kage Maru. How's it going, Mike? Hey, going good. Hello. <laughs> and then we have Spartan Jesse, a.k.a. Mr. Don Cabeza. Hello, everyone. I am, boy, am I excited about Halo Infinite. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's pretty much the only thing that's been happening in our house for the last <laughs> two days. I mean, that is, uh, well, we can't talk it. We can't say anything else. So we'll I am the one reviewing it. I can just okay, you can't say that it. broadly. Right. <laughs> Soul Blazers is doing our multiplayer too. So you can look forward to that at launch. Yep. Uh, next up, we got Spartan Daniel, AKA Mr. Nadian. How's it going, Daniel? It's all right. I'm just glad to be here, guys. <laughs> Talking some lore. Indeed. <laughs> all right. And finally, as your host today, Spartan Abe, AKA One Band Mother. All right. So, um, how are you doing, Abe? Oh, I am super. Thanks for asking. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be a different kind of show. You know, generally I like to give my opinions about a lot of things, but that's not what today is really about. We really want to just delve into people who know stuff. <laughs> and, um, okay, not me. <laughs> 
who know who can uh, do more than than talk about you know how many hours they played uh, or or keep yeah talking about the sandbox. But today <laughs> will not be the show for that. Um, but Jesse, I want to start off with you. I, I really want you to just kind of give people like a, a quick background. I think you know most people who probably turn into this show, they have most of them probably have played the games, um, you know, and in know the general story of of you know bungie's halos and things like that but even with bungie's halos there is some background to some of the things that happened there and i thought maybe you could try to just kind of you know we won't spend a lot of the show on this but just kind of kind of help set the table uh because i think it is going to help us as we you know try to get them caught up on uh, what was happening in episodes four and five as well as you know some of the extended materials and the backgrounds that you know maybe you may a lot of people may have missed within the terminal. So I'll, I'll, I'll start off with you, Jesse, and you can kind of um, set that up for us. Yeah, so, I mean, everyone knows the base story. Um, everyone knows the flood. What 343 really started to do was give that backstory of who were the forerunners, who were, what are the flood, like, you know, because so much of Halo 1, 2, and 3 was the Human Covenant War. And you go through all of that, and it's Master Chief and Cortana together and apart quite a bit. And, you know, their relationship as, you know, she is this clone of Dr. Halsey, who made all the Spartans. She is kind of human. Like, she's got emotions and stuff. And and Chief gets she... so used to always having her in his head that, yeah, like, they're, they almost become, you know, that symbiotic one. And four and five really ended up being quite a bit about that so they, they would go back into the forerunners and you met the didact but at its core it was always what's going on between chief and cortana like both of them in their their soul because there's these huge things all happening around but what is the main story of halo and it's like she said in the campaign overview it's the story of Chief and Cortana. And this one, Halo Infinite, we're going into with the... She's supposedly been deleted by what we assume is a more kept-in-check copy of Halsey's brain that they're calling the weapon. Um, what happened to her? Again, Chief and Cortana is sort of the heart and soul of the game but it's taking place in an area that has previously only been in the books and it's been in the books in a very big way called Zeta Halo yeah. um, introduced during the Forerunner trilogy like most of the big stuff happens on that ring so learning what that history is the Forerunners, the Flood the Precursors, what are they you know, knowing all of that stuff it does give you a lot of flavor for Halo Infinite that, you know, I, we all think is, it helps add to it yeah. From what I've seen from the previews and talking with John and stuff, it's not 100% necessary. Like, could be the critique of four with the easily missable right. terminals that actually did give you the context. You just would miss them, and then they would, even if you found it, it pulled you out of the game. It was like so. Easter eggs. It's like you had to try and find them, which is weird. Why would you have to yeah. seek out the lore like that? Well, yeah, and, and three, three, and I mean, the, the Bungie Halos did that a lot too, but. Whereas the bungee halos were a lot more vague and they were, you know, they were just kind of sprinkles of, of lore and mythic value. Um, at least with fours, they were, 
You know, if you watch them, you you understood. Yeah, they're direct. Who the forerunner? Yeah, you know, you yeah. understood who the forerunner were. You understood, you know, generally how the flood came to be and why the forerunner and human war started. You know, you you understood everything that kind of led up to why the librarian is the way she is and why the the Erdidact is the way he is um, in terms of the protagonist antagonist relationship there. You know, and even Daniel, when you get like the erdidact, isodidact, and you know, it got it got pretty, it got pretty complicated in that trilogy. Yeah. And the middle of that trilogy was very dry and lore heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, the type of thing where you might skim over it in rereadings because the beginning and ending are stronger, but mm-hmm. there really is just so much that just it adds to that game in a way that they hadn't really done before. Because the way it was was Microsoft building up this huge lore base that Bungie then mostly ignored in the games because they were yeah. just like you are he's the last part and there's no other ones I don't care if you said that blue team all lived in these books they're all dead to us in these games and yeah. eventually even with reach they went back and they changed the lore so that it was like half of Cortana on the planet and half fighting the covenant you know stuff it was there was always a push and pull where with yeah. 343 it's much more felt like an actual cohesive thing yeah except for with four terminals should have been cutscenes that were just part of a mission. Yeah, um, it would have been better overall, and then have terminals that yeah. are, are something more side. And then five was an overcorrection on people being annoyed at the perceived obtuseness of four because you could miss so much. Yeah, right. I now mean, I, I, I did want to really quick before we kind of uh, miss it because I think you know it, with the with the overall like looking back on the original. Like we, like, it, like we said, we won't we won't recap the story that's in the games and the rituals. But I do think, uh, you know, one of the things that 343 has done is they, in some of the extended materials has done, is they really kind of built some of those core elements that a lot of people don't know. Um, you know, like, like Cortana, the Flood, the Rings, there's a lot of backstory that I think even if you played those games over and over the way I have in, over the years, you still don't know that. So, you know, I, I guess we'll start with the Cortana. And Daniel, I know you know some backstory on this, or you you know, that's something that uh, you've mentioned. So I want to just let, maybe just let you kind of expound on Cortana, and then we'll we'll kind of go back over some of the other elements, too. Um, yeah, uh, in relation to like four and beyond, I assume? Yeah, like what makes her unique, different for people who that yeah. really don't know? Because I think for me, it was like when I played the games initially, it's just like, oh, okay, well, this is an AI, and 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 for me, I nothing really. There was it wasn't obvious that she was different or special or you know something you know something that's supposed to help win the war or whatever. You know, I, I don't right. think that was very obvious. So maybe you can kind of expound on that. Yeah. So I mean, Cortana was um, at the time the only, and I think still to this day, the only AI. Um, to be created from human tissue um and so that uh you know in the kind of MacGuffinish version in the halo lore it, it was uh, living tissue though right not human tissue because their other ones were done on deceased humans weren't they right um, thank you yes it's yeah. it's living court it's living tissue from dr halsey from yeah, okay from her so um you know that was their like way of separating her from others but um, like every ai um, in that universe they they are uh, programmed with a predetermined lifespan not too dissimilar from replicants in blade runner right Um, except the difference here is that they become rampant and so they they slowly become or if they are not um, decommissioned they slowly become insane and start um, 
wreaking havoc because the AI in uh, the Halo series are far more advanced than what most, you know, sci-fi have in AI. They're still, they're still dictated by, um, you know, protocols and, and, and limitations, whereas the AI in here are far more like super, like multiple human beings worth of processing powers, brains and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, with, with four, we wake up after, um, you know, after her, her slide into rampancy has already started. Um, and so that's, you know, per Jesse, like, like he was saying with, you know, the, there's all these moving parts in four, but ultimately the main point of the, you know, the entire story for chief is trying to get Cortana back to Halsey to try to find a way to reverse that rampancy, to reverse that slide into deterioration. And um, obviously, we, we, we know that that, that doesn't happen. Um, but um, with what we see in five, you know, what I always tell people, because I always, you know, this was kind of like headcanon for me, and I think we're probably going to see it actually confirmed in Infinite, was that the version of Cortana that we saw in five was not necessarily our Cortana, because um, at the end of four, um, she enters the, the domain, which is the, I mean, anybody who knows it it's like it's just what you think of active directory or a domain uh for for uh, the forerunner just massively expanded and and on crack and um so she enters so in there like but like as www.cortana.com right it's like her own exactly. special exactly. area but it's it's it you know it's like uh, it's machine learning too because it's constantly changing bits and all that kind of stuff and if we remember at the end of four when she enters the domain, she's already starting to split into thousands of personalities. And so, um, you know, my, my theory was always that um, the version of five or the version of Cortana we saw in five was just the, the, the dominant form that, that was able to quote unquote, find a physical manifestation. Um, but there are, there is still a great possibility that the, that the Cortana that we know, or, or the majority of those, those bits of her are still, um, present in uh, in the domain because the domain um as jesse will tell you too the forerunner didn't understand it completely neither do we so it's it's yeah, like one of those like, right exactly yeah, yeah. it's it's um, it, it's like a it's a weird thing because it's, it's so nebulous where it's galaxy spanning like mm -hmm. subspace they don't understand how it works it's they just know that to... at some point of their life they got connected to it right it's similar to the citadel and the mass relays with um, the pro with the uh, Protheans in Mass Effect, right? I mean, obviously those were built by the the Reapers, and and we know why. But they're still even even the um, you know the 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 Loric, um, justification and explanation is still kind of hazy, and that's the same thing with the domain. So the domain is um, kind of this space magic in a way. Um, space well, magic that when they fired the rings a hundred thousand years ago, nearly destroyed the domain. Because it right. messed up space so much, and that's why there hasn't really been a connection to it for anything until Cortana connected to it. Right, because she's she's classified as an insula AI, and that that mm -hmm. can get into the weeds really, weeds really quickly. But sorry, I cut you off, Mike. Am I remembering correct? Like, did the precursor make the domain? Precursors didn't they? Make I don't the know domain? if it was ever directly stated. Yeah, I thought it's, 
They used it no. though. Like that wasn't that something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those always there things almost. Mm-hmm. So should we talk about that? I think it's, that's a good transition actually. So, mm-hmm. uh, cause uh, people probably heard that and, and, and if it would have been like, uh, like myself until I started looking what's into this stuff. Yeah. What's the precursor? Uh, you're, you know, so, uh, and, and really, I think the pre like starting with all that will help us, you know, better understand the flood and the rings as well. So, I mean, I think all that stuff is pretty joint uh is joined together pretty well so who uh, uh jesse would you like to you know continue on uh, yeah, maybe uh Dan start with... Roll in with me yeah yeah you yeah, guys so... all you guys I, 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 yeah. i'm just I'm letting you kind pretty of much this so the way the whole story went with halo was there were um the thing they added in in four really <clears throat> lore wise in in the lead up to four was that humanity was actually a very long spacefaring race hundred thousand years ago ran into the flood they didn't know what it was they just knew it was infecting everything and killing it and they were constantly trying to outrun it though for some reason the flood wasn't infecting them directly but everything around them it was infecting them in but never humanity the thing you end up learning in the books is that the flood are essentially the pissed off remains of the atomized precursors and those spores contain all their rage at the forerunners who they created mm-hmm. um, but then the forerunners eventually decided that the the whole the whole big thing for the precursors and the forerunners and the forerunners eventually trying to give to humanity well one of them trying to give it to what's called the mantle of responsibility and it's like we're the strongest we have to make sure the galaxy doesn't fall into doesn't. disrepair and life dies away so the pre- the uh, the precursors were just super old race number one, and they created things, including the forerunners. Eventually, after millions of years, the forerunners who have um, that body armor you'd see the didact wearing in four that can help them live for incredibly long periods of time, millions of years, um, because they go through like a whole mutation process and stuff. It, it gets really yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a lot to it, and the, the, it's a very good trilogy, and I hope we do it someday. Um, I might read summarizations of book number two a bit, but one and three I'll definitely reread the entirety of. Um, but yeah, so the Precursors created the Forerunners. Forerunners say, up yours, and eventually we want the mantle. Kill all but one Precursor primordial. that we know of. Yeah. The Primordial is like the big connection to Zeta Halo. Because Zeta Halo is where Halo Infinite is taking place. As far as we know, where I would imagine where a lot of future content is going to take place because they've got it built out and it's it's nice and fast to do stuff there. Um, so after beating the humans, the Forerunners then reverted us back to hunter-gatherers, tossed us on Earth as well as on places like Zeta Halo, where there were ancient um, ancient humans, which were, as Mike was talking about in our pre-show, like, if you look at the very first initial reveal, there's some hieroglyphs in a cave. Like, you know, that would make sense because they were reverted to hunter-gatherers, painting in a cave, that type of stuff. You know, just a callback to our actual... And they were history. sent back to Earth, right? Or, or were they yeah. sent back? Okay. So yep. they were sent- yeah, Earth so was the chosen... Yeah. So basically, we would think about it like, uh, when Cavemen started, that was all the Forerunners. If we were but to they think were about our back, universe and that. Yeah. yeah. So after the Halo rings were fired 100,000 years ago, then they had their their ships that were set to reseed planets because everything was wiped out 
except for the inside of the halo ring. So that's actually what halo rings are for, which was for studying the flood, studying on Zeta Halo. Yeah, but they they were they were giant arcs of life. They have all their all the DNA, everything they needed, which we actually saw in a lot of the previews this week. Those silexes, which are like the DNA and seemingly with the harbinger because there's an open one and she's literally just there they just kept her whatever the hell she is inside one of them for who knows how long um but yeah so their entire job is to reseed life in the galaxy after they you know kill everything to stop the flood from growing um, and in the flood were essentially controlled by the uh primordial because he is the last part of that race and by the end, he's like, haha, eat shit, humanity. And then humanity can start getting uh, taken over by the flood, which is why we see it in the Halo series. Right. The, 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 oh, go on. I bet, Mike. Just Thank real you, quick, Mike. the one thing, come on. The one thing that I'd add about the uh, primordial is that when he disintegrated, his essence went into the flood. And so basically, mm-hmm. like any grave, mind. yeah, he, he was basically mm-hmm. like the first grave mind. Yeah. As long as the last precursor, because so any any new formed grave mind that forms like the one we saw in Halo Two has his essence. That's why he talks about the the history mm-hmm. and the knowledge that he has, because the precursors have the knowledge from like the beginning, because they were the the creators. And so, um, and that's really interesting because as some, again, because this caught me by surprise. Because when you th- when you play the original Halos, you just think about the flood as like just some dumb, you know, weapon, right? Basically, right. you think uh, of like the alien xenomorph, right? Yeah. But really, they are. So when you kind of just think about what you just said there, um, that the primordial is. Uh, is part of all the grave mines and the gray mines kind of control the flood. That means that, 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 that number one race that control the whole universe is kind of, you know, implanted in the flood that you end up fighting. Right. Or am I mm-hmm. wrong on that? Okay. Yeah. So that's it's, the, it's you know. actually trying to kill all of life at this point. Yeah. Because they got taken over by the forerunners. So they're just pissed forever. Right. And in, in um, one of the, the terminals in Halo four, like you see, you know, the librarian recount, recounts the events that, you know, when when the hum, when humanity was encroaching on on their territories, when they were uh, fleeing and, and they saw they saw it as a, an, a, a movement on, of aggression. It really wasn't. It was they were trying to escape mm-hmm. because they were trying to escape from the flood, because at that point, that's when um, the primordial had had you know, that we're past the point of experimentation on the Palace of Pain. We're, we're, we're to the point where the flood infects literally every living, you know, tissue. And so that's why the Prometheans were created, um, was, was basically their attempt to, to make for forerunners to make themselves immune from being overtaken by the flood by digitizing their, their bodies, their minds into a, you know, a mechanical form. But as we, we know that, that, did not it, it, it succeeded in in preventing infection but it corrupted the individual so at that point they were no longer who they were yeah like if so. you remember that horrific cutscene in halo 4 yeah. when he uses yeah. the um the big ass thing on the composer uh, on yeah the composer on the space station and everyone just melts apart as he's digitizing them and like that's why cortana can hear it because they're they're literally be, being turned into ones and zeros and she's like yep. oh 
Jesus Christ, it's it's really nasty. So because yeah. those, those and this is and I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit because I think we got to cover both. You mentioned House of Pain, and I think uh, for a lot of people that probably don't know what that is, uh, but also you know talking about the Prometheans, um, which I hate to fight. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not going to fight them, but uh, but this the backstory of them is actually kind of kind of cool. Um, so like basically, the flood eat everything that's living, right? So uh, the Prometheans were a way to convert living people into robots basically right you digitize them and then they can fight the flood and they now are immune to that right they're immune to they can't be taken yeah, they over just by the flood. didn't remain as who they were so they, right. they, they don't remain yeah. and they can't return to biological form that was that was the whole point the point was to be able to survive the the onslaught of the flood and then return to you know a clone of their body uh, you know a clone of their tissue into uh, their original bodies and and every time they tried it failed and so per jesse there's a there's another terminal cutscene where you where you see like the monstrosity that that occurs when they try to do that um so yeah so initially init awesome so initially like that whole journey like so okay like i get digitized and i'm now a promethean and eventually it was supposed to go back to being Mm -hmm. human yeah human. outlast the yeah. flood they have no more food we're all digital once they die out we we'll can go then back. go back to clone versions yeah. yeah but that but it didn't work right so yeah. like no, they, they, so once you're digital always digital and <laughs> your mind becomes corrupted like it, it just doesn't you know it, it's that question of like if you could transplant your brain into another body are you still you and, and so like they they couldn't rectify they couldn't reconcile their identity um you know after being digitized i think that part was uh explained in like the big exposition dump when you have your when you get your upgrade your, with, oh uh, yeah the librarian and halo 4 because she she talks about taught. how <laughs> <laughs> she talks about how their their essence gets digitized but they were never able to bring it back to the original forms they got corrupted or yep. something so now that yeah that's that's all you know very interesting that i guess so that helps kind of understand so like at the, so when we saw all those people get disintegrated they were really were becoming prometheans at that point right is that kind of yeah like he was pulling their essence in and then he could create prometheans off more of soldiers yeah. yeah 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 okay see i had no idea what was happening there i just thought they were you know yeah, so he pretty much he just wanted to kill all of humanity and then turn them into his pets pretty was, much yeah, yeah two birds with one stone two. type of scenario yep because yep. so the thing one thing the the reason why in Halo Four the Didact was so angry was because he had actually been on Zeta Halo at one point for a while, stuck with the um, he was stuck with the Primordial, right? Yeah, and the well, Primordial he, drove him. Yeah, he interrogated the Primordial. Yeah, he then... went. Yeah, so and but it drove him insane, and not yeah, Primordial really really got to him. And he was broken at that point. Yeah, because then he he found he thought the only solution was to to digitize and exterminate anything that that wasn't for forerunner. So let's talk about uh, the didact because you just mentioned him. Uh, so all Which this, one? there were two didacts. Do you know that? Oh no! Yeah. See, I had no freaking <laughs> clue until that. See, there was the erdidact, who's the one we know from Halo Four, and there was the isodidact, Iso. who was a a cloned version of him essentially where the librarian took a regular forerunner who was just gonna you know have a regular life 
and she uh, eventually the didact himself injected a or like mutated him this guy into a clone of him in case he had died because they needed more didacts to fight the humanity and the flood and everything so but eventually the librarian sided with the isodidact against the erdidact and they eventually died together after the halo rings were fired and they had done their jobs so who who wants to give us the history of the uh the, the didact like the the main guy from halo 4 I think that's a good that's a good uh, thing to try to understand, especially how it ties to all this stuff. So, uh, you, you want to do that one, you go uh, Daniel? Sure. I mean, I mean, the the short version is he was. You could view him as the um, the military and ultimately the head, uh, the military head as well as the the governing body of the forerunner. Um, you know, they Class they kind of work. Yeah. Forerunners were yes. so yeah, first Correct. it was primordial or uh, uh, precursors. Yeah, precursors. So, then it was exactly. forerunners. Okay. So and it, he ruled. Um, you know, there was a council, but he also ruled kind of in tandem with the librarian who was his wife. Um, and yeah, like kind of what Jesse wrapped up. You know, he originally he was the one who originally thought that that um, humanity's um, you know escape from the flood was an act of aggression. So he was the one mm-hmm. who first called to um to start eradicating humanity he humanity that, really did kill a lot of forerunners right, in the process right. like a lot of women and children and stuff so he was yes. he well, was rightfully they, angry didn't they, they did, weren't they originally trying to clear flood infestations on four yeah they would just yes. kill entire yeah. planets Okay. Yeah. yeah 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 they were trying to, to eliminate the the food essentially that the, the flood would have uh, yeah exactly um, and um, you know, after the the interrogation with the primordial, that that anger um, and, and that hostility, that, that kind of like aggressive nature he already had, accelerated to to genocidal tendencies. You know, at that point, that's when um, the Promethean uh, program started. That's when he and the librarian started fracturing, um, and and she's actually the reason he's imprisoned. Um, and um, you know, when in Halo Four, when we when we reawaken him, um, he's just essentially trying to reinitiate that program of of eradicating life. Um, I can't remember Jesse if he if like if he's even aware that the flood isn't quote unquote active at the time. But he's I mean, so he, focused on humanity that we never got to see yeah. that much. Yeah, exactly. That's what he's I thought. Just like, like I really just, hate people. Yeah, he's he's well, just a genocidal maniac. He just how much of to... that hatred was due to the precursor telling him that it was actually supposed to be humans Humanities having the mantle? That yeah. Have the mantle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, wasn't a lot of that driven by that. I mean, it was like he already, yeah, he already had the spark, and then that just lit the flame on fire, right? I mean, he he already was xenophobic towards humanity, um, even when they weren't aggressive um, or. At, what he saw as aggressive um but yeah that that conversation basically like like jesse said it kind of broke him it it it, it took an an already you know present form of hatred and, and just turn it to 11. um so yeah um we see him try to basically reinitiate um the the program of of uh, complete humanity wipeout um via the composer which you do see that active um I think on the second or third last level, and then again we see it uh, hit Phoenix. Um, New Phoenix is is uh, the 
city that rises from there um and it wipes out what millions of people jesse if i remember right um mm -hmm. and then you know obviously we quote unquote kill him at the end of four but he doesn't actually <laughs> die there um, they, if i remember right jesse wasn't he killed in a, in a comic book yeah a comic, poorly yeah. drawn comic book right yeah and even that then was during like, the dark still... days of xbox where they didn't have much budget <laughs> <laughs> the metric days they solve a whole story in a well even like halo wars 2 of... had a halo wars 2 had a prequel comic book series that had a couple yeah. beautifully drawn ones and then there's like eh, no more money for it yeah it's going to be mostly like stick figures so you mentioned I mean, we mentioned a few different things here so first of all like real quick uh mantle explain that because that's that's the thing that makes the didact jealous right that humans yeah, it's pretty much whoever is considered the the strongest. Yeah. They are they're the shepherds they the of, the, of life of in the universe. universe. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're we're considered humans were given the mantle. We're able to be shepherds. Well, they the wanted to give us the mantle. Foreigners oh. said, "Heck no, we're taking it," and then they killed the precursors. Okay. Right. So that caused a lot of problems. Um, now, <laughs> <laughs> that caused all the problems. <laughs> Basically, everything is the didact's fault. Is, is, is how you Every, can look at it. Yeah, like everything's the forward didact. Excuse me. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah, let's let's talk about that because it it, it is interesting. You know, we don't ever see the didact until Halo Four, um, but it does seem like he's kind of like the key to almost everything, right? like in that we know of in the story uh and then like so then the rings were built to uh basically get rid of the floods food i guess well i mean that's what most people know right like from this from the book uh the games that do tell you that uh and and those were built by the forerunners right so the didact was kind of in charge of that does that make sense? Does that sound right? Or no? So there oh, were multiple no. classes. Okay. Yeah, the, the builders were the ones in charge of oh. that. Right. He was like yeah. the military muscle. The librarian right. was, um, you know, the yeah. life. Senior archaeologist. It was a uh, yeah. forerunner named Faber. Yep. Uh, yeah, Faber was, he, the he was the master builder. builder. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Right, Cut you off. Okay. I was gonna make I was gonna make a master joke, but then I couldn't think of one that would that wouldn't be too dirty. <laughs> so okay, if 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 he's the master builder, um, who gave him the orders to do the master building? <laughs> that was kind of like they, the they kind of had, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 and they they kind of already so. had these like class. Well, this is this was after eons and even, like a lot of fighting with the flood. This was and then this was right. like mm -hmm. the what the council and the last remaining forerunners thought was like the last resort. If everything mm -hmm. else that they keep trying doesn't work, we're going to make, you know, we're going to make these rings and just destroy all life. Yeah. yeah. And then they had their shield worlds, which were where they were between the rings and the shield worlds, where they would try to keep stuff the so Dyson they could spheres. recede. Yeah. Recede the universe. Yep. Okay. That's a good explanation. Or that was a that was a, a Dyson sphere. That was a, a sphere world that Jesse was just talking about. So I've been asking a lot of questions, and you know, obviously brought Amanda to that. She read the the most recent book, but didn't read some of the previous ones. Uh, uh, Amanda, did I ask all the questions? Or are there some things that you maybe you're curious about too in regards to some of the things we just talked about? Um, I, I just have been absorbing. To be honest, I don't really. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, um, 
I'd have to think. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're they're yeah. definitely. It's in. like even just the basic overview is, is is kind of a lot. I'm. Like if we were given a test right now, do you think we would remember everything? <laughs> Can I be spoilerish with Halo Wars Two a bit? Yeah, I think we're going to allow spoilers for Halo Wars. So, by the way, uh, if you go any further, um, everything that's been um, everything that's been in any game. In fact, I would even say anything that's been in a anything that's been out there prior to Infinite the game uh, is fair game. So, if you don't want any spoilers, if people don't want any spoilers for anything. Uh, that's where, because you're reading it or you're playing through Halo Wars 2, now is the yeah, time. Yeah, we'll probably title this spoiler cast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, step away from, you know, step away from the show now and come back once you're done. But th this is really intended uh, for us to get caught up and, and, you know, recap it, but also for, for those of us that, you know, don't know all this extra stuff to kind of, who, who probably won't get a chance to read the books before the game come out to really kind of have that color to that world so uh yeah, so we are going to get start in... hitting more of like the actual setup for infinite two yeah and, i think and, and... that'll be better to be more specific on yeah yeah and so we're going to get in we're going to get into a lot of the stuff about the banish and uh zeta halo in, in in a little bit but we do want to recap some of the basics we say they're basics but they're but they're really uh like i said they're... it's 20 years of basics in some points and then you know yeah. a solid decade ish of basics so it's it's yeah. a yeah. lot what about the House of Pain? Talk about that, because that's something that's brought up. Palace, 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 Palace of Pain. Palace of Pain. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. sorry. I'm thinking of jumping around. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Why did I say House of Pain? It's whatever. So, <laughs> Palace of so Pain. That's what I meant. Um, I can go on this if you guys mm -hmm. want. So the Palace of Pain isn't actually one location, but right. multiple labs, I guess, or test chambers yeah. that are torture <laughs> yeah well they eventually turn <laughs> torture <into> zones <laughs> torture chambers because so faber the master builder the original intent was and he kind of formed a an agreement with the librarian on allowing him to do uh testing to find a, a cure for the flood from the halo the humans that were on zeta halo because like jesse mentioned earlier the, the flood weren't really uh, infecting humans mm -hmm. and they thought that you know testing and running these tests and experiments on humans would lead to a cure or why they're not getting infected when really like jesse said earlier they weren't focused on the humans at all they were focused mm -hmm. entirely yeah it was on, just a choice yeah, their they, intent uh, was, yeah um yeah they were focused on the forerunner because they I mean, they were seeking revenge on the forerunner and so um originally it was meant for that but then after medicant bias and also Faber came under like the influence of the precursor um primordial for, yeah. primordial for primordial thanks um they basically just kept experimenting for pleasure like the torture like they got mm -hmm. entertainment and amusement from the uh torture and the humans knew that if you went to these locations that you would either not come back or you would come back in like not right and and so they they nicknamed these locations the palace of pain and uh i'm hoping we see or get some hints and stuff in infinite regarding that because that is mm -hmm. that is major that is a big part of the lore surrounding yep. or behind uh zeta 
As is mendicant bias, right? So he's a big yeah. part of that. Okay, so maybe maybe now is a good time. Well, um, should we step back? Is there is there some key, like, let's let's touch real quickly on four and five and try to clear up anything that's major that maybe we should take away um, going into infinite, and then we'll cut. Then we'll go to uh, the Zeta Halo, and I think the Zeta Halo is where we'll cover mendicant bias and some of that other stuff. Um, so for four and five, what are like? How would you, you know? And I'll, I'll, maybe I'll turn this over to you, Daniel. Like, kind of maybe help summarize like what what really happened in four. I mean, we know about the Cortana and Master Chief. I think people who played the game, that's the thing that really sunk in for them. That's what sunk in for me. I could understand that aspect the first time I played it. But uh, in, in terms of everything else, I know we kind of covered a lot of it, things indirectly, like the didact and all that. But uh, in terms of what happened there, like what would I'll what else have we not covered that we would want to know about that? Um, four, I think we covered pretty well, and and five is is super simple in the sense that because uh, because what was there was a, was more than a little bit of a mess, but ultimately, okay. um, leading into infinite, you know the 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 takeaways from five were that Cortana or the version of Cortana that we we see in five that uh, basically wants to become um, wants to. Uh, take the mantle of responsibility for herself and for her AI compatriots um, essentially starts that process. So she, because of her injection into the domain, um, she essentially uh, is able to, um, you know, take control of what Forerunner facilities and AI and um, weapons there are so that she can essentially start um, a, a police state uh, across the galaxy. Um, and if you, you step out of line, then she'll basically decimate the planet that steps out of line. Um, but as we see in uh, the beginning of Infinite, at least from what we've seen thus far, that is that seems to have fallen apart. Either uh, basically in a combination of um, events from Halo Wars 2 with um, Atriox and their discovery of the Proto-Grave Mind and um, the technologies that they discover on the Ark and... Um, including the flood um, and then obviously what we know of the Nutana's deletion of old Cortana um, so I think that's the the biggest takeaways from five is is you know her her um, initiation of that of that global AI led um, revolution and uh, a seeming failure to do so at the beginning of infinite Jesse yeah, do you want to add anything one yeah, like in one of the things they've shown that is less spoilery, some of the previews had some really <laughs> surprising spoilers allowed into them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've tried like, to avoid as many as um, I could. But I will say this, Mike, they are surprising they're in there, but I also don't think like the big one is by any means set in stone. Not okay. even close. It's it's more of a some okay. an assumption because okay. that person hasn't been around for six months. Mm-hmm. But, but also there's a dead guardian on zeta halo like it's right. just completely dead and turned off in the background it's been 18 months between halo 5 and halo infinite a lot of shit can happen in those 18 months like the banished so the way halo wars 2 started um the arc from halo 3 uh your ship from halo wars which they gave up their their ability to jump through space their slip space engine um, to defeat the Covenant 
God, was it like 30 years before Halo yes, I think so. Yeah. Time? Yeah, it was like yeah, and they years. all it's go into cryo sleep. Yeah. yeah. Spirit of Fire, yeah. they all go into cryo sleep. They're just drifting into space and thanks to, you know, plot magic, they end up at the ark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, find a, yeah. just happen through a portal, go to the ark. Um, but the banished are on the ark and they've been using they've taken over the portal essentially that um the UNSC had set up to try and, you know, just sort of ar- archaeologically dig, a- dig around, whatever the hell you would call it, explore the Ark, get technology, excavate. figure shit out. Yeah. <laughs> but, but of course, you don't want to excavate too much. They put a giant energy field working alongside the Sangheili around the, um, the Covenant City ship that had crashed there with all the flood on it, which becomes important later. High charity, Halo Wars, right? Yeah, high charity. Yeah. yeah. The the um the big thing with Halo Wars Two is you've got the the really old UNSC ship with actual Spartan Twos and Red Team, um, fighting this brand new, ridiculously cool um, enemy that they created, which are called the Banished. Which I know IGN said like they were part of the Covenant, but they're more they were people who worked in the Covenant, but then were treated horribly and tortured and prison and their friends were killed, and so they revolted killed their captors and then their entire thing was to be a mercenary group that took everyone from everywhere including humans there's plenty of humans in the banished Mm, Um, that's interesting they just they're really good at taking other people's tech and then making it their own which you've actually seen a bit in the previews Mm -hmm. they use human weaponry a lot yeah Um, Yeah. really good at stripping things down and they're they want to take over all the forerunner tech and they're getting really good at it um the big bad, his name is Atriox. He is pretty much a giant monkey Spartan. <laughs> on his cybernetic enhancements, he's way stronger than a Spartan, too. He beats the ever-loving crap out of Red Team single-handedly. Um, he's an enormous, really cybernetically enhanced, uh, really ruthless and smart, but also not stupid. Like, he doesn't... The, the, the thing about the Covenant he's was strategic. they were... Yep. Then the Covenant strategy was how do we kill all life in the galaxy by turning the Halo rings on so we can go on our, you know, religious journey. Whereas he is just, I just want to, I want vengeance on the shitheads who tortured me and killed my people. I also want to make a bunch of money and get power. power. Yeah, power. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like the Banished have far more parallels to the Precursors, um, at least the Precursors revenge aspect than they do the covenant and you know one of the things that the, the a lot of the previews kind of gloss over is that the covenant was so that the banished like you said jesse have um species that were never in the covenant because the covenant mm-hmm. was essentially just a term i mean it was a term of for a religious social you know like social grouping right like it wasn't mm-hmm. um one species obviously as we know it and it wasn't was just very one. hierarchical yeah it's very very classist sorry cat <laughs> Um, very classist, um, but but there were tons of species in the galaxy that that were never part of the the covenant, and that's the mm-hmm. difference, or that that may have been part of the covenant, but never that that were essentially slaves um, within the covenant, and that's the difference with the banished was that they were they were far more like you said, Jesse, and in, in invested in revenge and um, gaining strongholds of power, and um, they didn't care who wanted to be you know part of their their group as long as you were strong you could join as long as you were strong as long as you were willing to to you know work and 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 fight that's that's all their their standard was so 
Um, I kind of hope that they they dive into some of those elements um, in in Infinite, you know, like we saw in, in Halo War Two in the books. So talk a little bit more about their motivations, because um, you were just talking about uh, how Atriox is. He's out for vengeance, right? His people were tortured. So could you like elaborate a little bit more on that? Like what, what, maybe give a little bit more detail on how well, the Banish came to be. Well, I mean, they, they, Atriox specifically um, wasn't a believer. He was considered a heretic, right? Jesse, like he was, he was, yeah. um, because again, like I said, the covenant is just as much a religion as it is a, um, you know. Military. Well, it wasn't. Well, so yeah, he's, nation. he yeah. was from the Covenant. Yeah, but uh, before it wasn't until well, he didn't join the Covenant, if I remember right. Like he he specifically he was, stood against. No, he was part of the Covenant originally, but mm -hmm. he, it was from the early days when. So the brutes were considered like second class citizens. They were right, and 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 <laughs> it wasn't until uh, the Prophet of Regret was it right that died yeah, that. What now? Oh yes. Yeah. yeah right. It wasn't until the Prophet of Regret that died that they finally swapped out the Sangheili for Sanghili. the Brutes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And but before then, the Brutes were just cannon fodder. And and yeah. Atriox was sent out in these groups of forty, I believe. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, these groups of forty were just meant to die. They were meant to be sent on suicide missions just to do these kind of uh, suicide missions for the. It was kind of like the Russian World War II strategy. It just overwhelmed with numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess what I was trying to say is that the difference is that with the heretic elite that we see in Halo 2, like who initially was a believer, like, yeah, that was the difference. Atriox was never a follower of the faith. He was just, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, a, a component of of his society more than yeah. anything else. And, mm -hmm. But yeah. and, and, and he grew more and more bitter towards the covenant every time he would come back alive and seeing his, his brothers his dying. brothers dying yeah yeah and then um but he he did a lot to like invigorate and rally the brutes and he basically became a position of power or inspiration within the the brute uh mm -hmm. i guess wing of the covenant and it and it really made the or the prophets nervous so they sent him to die, basically this as an example, calling him a heretic. And I think they didn't they set him up to really brand to him as a heretic. Yeah, they they yeah. set him up yeah. in some kind of mission or something, if I remember correctly. And then yeah, whenever he he was sent to He's too good. he was sent to a location to be executed, he basically um, defied the execution. And then the the surrounding brutes that were there, they also sided with atriox and that was kind of the start and and like jesse said earlier they're they're kind of like mercenaries in the beginning but really strategic and where they were just growing power and allies and they would hire on other mercenary branches or or uh groups and then you know and they also took in everyone so they would basically do these strategic covert or guerrilla warfare type of um attacks and recruit who was willing to join them and kill the rest all for the sake of power like power and revenge right now mm -hmm. it just seems like power because it's, it's pretty widely known that the covenant are yeah they no, they did die in five yeah right yeah and I mean, what's and... left seems to have joined them because there's so many yeah. people in covenant gear in infinite already well, it there just was, assumes like yeah there was the, another the, splinter they, group 
yeah, the zealots um, that followed the that tried to uh, inhale four that tried to um, revive the forerunners and didact. Yeah. Well, so basically, yeah, the religious group is is gone now, right? Like the yeah, yeah. the covenant like, as we knew them is is defeated. In the um, um, in the one book, there was another, um, the more recent one, the Return of the Shadows of Reach. There was that because they joined with the banished. They were they were yeah, also they're like the another... keepers of one freedom. There's they're, still they're, yes. there's yeah, a lot funny. of splinter groups. That's like the crazy monkey group that uh, wants to kill everyone. Uh, they want to do the great the the great journey. They yeah, still believe like... that activating the rings like bring you to a higher plane of consciousness and all that stuff. Um, could I spoil the newest book? Yeah, 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 no, yeah, absolutely. No, let's, yeah, let's spoil. So this is going to be spoilers. I'm so. wondering where expansions are going to go with this because they're, the next book is actually the prior six months between Master Chief getting left in space and being revived. It's six months on the ring with a team of Spartans. So, But the, the, the newest book that just came out called Divine Wind is about the leader of the Keepers of One Freedom caster and a, a oh, group of Spartans and all that. Which was in the Shadows and, Reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, Mike, if you wanna if you wanna mute me for a minute, I'll just give a real quick what happens with him. Go for it. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested cast- what, what happens to Caster, but I don't want to spoil. Yeah, so, <laughs> so real quickly, I'll just say he learns that the Great Journey is bullshit and it's just killing everyone, and he loses his faith. So I'm just wondering so it's the where they're gonna go him. now. Yeah, so it's I'm just wondering, but he's still also pretty pissed and stuff. But yeah, I give Mike cool. a thumbs up. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Right, yeah, so I, I'm wondering because with these story <laughs> expansions, I do wonder: do you do every couple of years you do a huge chief expansion, but then you can have smaller story things that go along that with different characters? Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe that's what's what I'm happening. Do. That's what I'm excited with, about. Yeah, because yeah, we like, know from the end of Shadows of Reach, we know Divine Wind takes place on the Ark, which is mm-hmm. where the Spirit of Fire and every and the Banished and everything are. So, you know, will they get into that? Because Atriox yeah. is obviously back. We know that from the book. And uh, we see his hologram in one of the, the very the very first level. In the previews, you see him. And Eshram's like his uh, his mentor. So I'm really hoping they pull in a lot of that stuff because it's very well written. Yeah, before, before I have to run, I was going to say that, you know, you look at it, Bungie and 343, they've both had, you know, Halo 2, ODST, uh, five obviously had instances where you're playing characters other than the chief and they've always you know gotten some elements right but it's never felt quite right and i feel like because infinite is seen as a platform because infinite um has so much i mean because zeta halo and everything leading to infinite has so much lore that ties in from four five halo wars two it's like this seems like it would be the perfect opportunity to um you know Place as lock in a in a random expansion or mm-hmm. or caster or, or whiff because yeah, I was thinking the whiff exactly. thing because have you played the academy yet the tutorial yeah yes. that actually that like, contextualizes fantastic. where you are in the universe you're an actual thing right. I really wouldn't be surprised if you're multiplayer if you take Spartan, your Spartan and they are the one that goes and interacts with these side stories because you know yeah, you build it up see, you get your cool. gear yeah that would be neat that would be that would pretty be cool. Yeah, this. I mean, I mean, we've been talking about some of the stuff, and the, the universe is so expansive that um, there'd be a lot of neat ways you can go explore some of that backstory, right? Like in, in very focused campaigns. But that's that, that's probably something we'll talk about on. A Was it your time shows. to go? Sadly, Dan. 
It is. Yeah, I gotta go jump on a work call. Sorry, guys. Oh, all right, man. Well, well, uh, sorry for you having to go on work call. Yeah. Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, Daniel. Thanks hey, for uh, thanks for all the See you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, it works. We're I'm one lore master down. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah Mike, as you're covering. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to keep up. Like, I thought I, I thought I knew, I thought I had a grasp, but so um, it gets way more involved than I thought. And I was it... confused about who the brutes were exactly. So I just did a quick Wikipedia, mm -hmm. and it said that the brutes were meant to serve as the the barbarians of Rome, which I think. That makes a little bit more sense. Like the the barbarians in Rome, like they were they were used in the military, but they were also mm -hmm. the ones that could that destroyed everything. So they were mm -hmm. used, but also they destroyed. So so let, let's talk a little sense. bit. Yeah, no, it, 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 that, and that's interesting. Now you mentioned that the um, you mentioned that the Atriox is more basically just kind of out for vengeance. Now, when they recruit, though, the Banish, are these just a bunch of, like, what is the motivation of the rest of the people that he's bringing on? Do they ever get into any? It really practice? varies. Yeah, they do. Okay. So maybe you can expound hey, you on some of that. Well, I was just, well, um, no, you can go. I, yeah, you can go ahead because it, it does vary. I, I was going to say, I thought originally I thought he was talking about the banished and Aatrox in general were is now it just seems like domination and power seems to be the primary motivation behind his his actions or his you know direction and sort of he got what he wanted with the covenant being defeated yeah so now like where do, where do you go from that it's like okay they're gone now i essentially can just sort of take this ridiculously strong group i've made that's gotten a ton of forerunner tech and we've reverse engineered it in ways and their main thing was they were always growing in the background yeah. and as the covenant fell apart as various factions fell apart as humanity started more civil warring again as the covenant arm um, fight was done they're just they recruit and they recruit and they offer decent pay if you're loyal and you're useful they're they treat you fine like it's a it's a big difference from the covenant whereas yeah. the covenant conscripts you and yeah yeah, real quick, I was just going to add that one of the things with Atriox that he wanted to make sure is that he gets enough, like one of the primary reasons for seeking power is so that people didn't experience what he did or his his troops didn't experience what he did. Like he he did not want to um, be like the Covenant in that sense of, of being able to have the power to protect or I guess, you know, not... Um, have his troops experience the the cannon fodder i guess even though <laughs> you still have that with like the the grunts and stuff <laughs> yeah it's hard to completely avoid yeah yeah <laughs> so basically he pays them well so basically uh, a lot of the banished decent is... pay and decent treatment okay they're like bandwagon fans and it's also yeah it's it's people who have a reason to want to fight the people that the banished fight a lot of the times okay. for a giant like space monkey he's pretty charismatic too like mm -hmm. he's very cunning he's he's very very in uh i forget who if it was daniel or Jet, but very strategic it was dan i think yeah 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 i did he's um like I'll the alexander okay. the great of halo mm -hmm. sorry i have to like tie it all no, into it history because yeah. it really i mean it makes yeah, sense it, because it's really just 
you know, the arc of the history of the world just in space. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. using those references for people to get. And the um, the, the cutscenes in Halo Wars 2 through the expansion, the base campaign and the expansion are some of the best in any video game ever. Made yep, by Blur, yeah. obviously, so they look they still look unbelievable to this day. They're well written, which is one of the main things that I was hoping for with Halo Infinite, in which John has said, yes, everything I've seen in these first four levels and open explore, exploration area I can talk about, extremely well written. And, and even the books have been, like, I wasn't a huge fan of Shadows of Reach because it was just so much um, military jargon porn in his writing, like really focusing on how a battle works and eventually just got a little much. But in Divine Wind, same author, fantastic storytelling like Mm. really good he still gets into the tactics a lot but when he wasn't he was definitely held into i have to get blue team here to do this i've got to get the banished here to do this to set up halo infinite it was a very i'm restricted by my prequel writing so i've got to make characters and kill them off because the main thing is just chief and blue team are going to get these copies of halsey's brain from um, castle base which has been blown up but the monkeys have been excavating it in the banished because they want to get on the portal that's there um that was actually referenced back in the past uh to get to the ark because the atriox has been stuck on the ark for a very long time so let's expand on that a little bit uh getting copies of cortana's brain or whatever so that's part of the halo wars too right no 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 that's that's part of the shadows of reach book Okay, mm-hmm. and they never directly say that. It's just yeah, it's strongly insinuated yes. throughout <laughs> the entire thing. Yeah, cryogenically uh, sealed. Yeah, you know, you just and is know. that why we assume new? <laughs> that's how we assume Nutana was mm-hmm. built. Yeah, another is clone that... of Halsey's brain, but okay. much more um, restricted to keep her in. Like the moment you finish your job, you delete yourself, which of course she didn't do for some reason. She doesn't know why. She wanted to. She's 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 very naive because she's new. And she's also very controlled in what she's allowed to do because they don't want another Cortana. Right. It would be our guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seems obvious. Real quick <laughs> to touch back on what Jesse was mentioning earlier, just a second ago with Halo Wars 2. Anyone that's interested about the Banished or Atriox, uh, watch the opening cutscene. You know, go to mm-hmm. YouTube, watch the opening cutscene of Halo Wars 2. Of, I'm sorry, Halo Wars 2. And it's well done made by blur does a pretty good job summarizing uh, uh the banished and atriox and it also has a kick-ass scene of him beating down three spartan twos yeah and i mean it's not i don't think they're mark five mile because they don't have the shield yet but they're still yeah they're, they're, they're old ones yeah, yeah pre-shield but still they're mauling their armor that is supposed to enhance them a lot they're super it's... strong they're super fast and he just beats the shit out of yeah. them and crushes their arm crushes one guy's arm, just picks up and crushes a helmet. He's he's yep. stupidly strong. <laughs> he is. <laughs> but there is also another part to the banished, because he is strong. They are strong. But at the time of Halo Wars 2, they're also really overselling themselves. Like it's in the audio logs, they're called Phoenix logs in the game. They're actually not nearly as big as they say. They haven't done nearly as much as they say, but they're very into propaganda which has also turned out to be a thing in Halo Infinite. There's a lot of propaganda towers, which is, you know, like Division 2-ish, which is funny, but it really makes sense for them because yeah. it's been a very slow build for them. Yeah, and at first I was like, ah, I don't know how I feel about propaganda towers, but then it makes sense because if there's Marines that are willing to go to their side, 
that would mm-hmm. be like you know or even just a tactic to have them come out of hiding to capture them or kill them mm-hmm. you know it, it it does make sense for something that they're very are. strategic as dan said they yeah they're not above whatever it takes to get what they want they do guerrilla tactics they do hit and run they built up their army by stealing from covenant bases that they knew about and yeah they're they're a really good antagonist i think they're they're a very different one i know people just keep saying oh the banished or the covenant again but it's like story-wise they're really not yes combat-wise but even then this is by far the most fun looking fighting the brutes they've ever had yeah it it, it's it it, yeah you can like boil it down to a a covenant 2.0 but it has such a nice spin to it and it's a lot better than uh what we saw in halo 4 and 5 you know Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. They, the reason, like, their their focus on strength and power, and then their big thing being power armor, and that's the stuff you see flying off of people when you shoot them, and, like, you see their helmets pop off, and, like, the bigger, really tough ones that then can, they do their little stomp, and they turn their shield on, like, the, there's a, there's a, a method to everything that the Banished do that's really fun to actually finally see in a first-person game because it was awesome in Halo Wars 2 all their the blister backs and all their various takes on um, Covenant machines like breaking them down and rebuilding and um, in that keep that everyone was able to play in the preview you see them stripping down scorpions because they're going to repurpose them for different things and Mm. make new weapons or excavation machines out of them and stuff they're really um, they're like brilliant basic tear down rebuild engineers they're not great at making things entirely but they're awesome at repurposing things do we get anything from their point of view yeah the halo wars 2 dlc is and you play as the banished which is nice and um it's it's a it's a pair of brothers who one of them is really smart and tactical. The other one's very smart with repurposing Forerunner tech. So for those reasons, they're seen as very um, high up. They lead their clan because it's all clan based with the uh, the brutes. Um, and they're... their clan, um, the the younger brother wants to go to high charity, which uh, to to get tech and stuff. Even though Atriox is like, don't go anywhere near it. You friggin' idiots are kill you. <laughs> yeah, and of course. The, and, and the, the DLC is called Awakening the Nightmare. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. There's also a lot, a lot of sides shown or presented in the Shadows of Reach, and plus the book that Jesse mm-hmm. read. Yeah, there's that more. I, there's even more in Divine Wind. Yeah, yeah. Because it's about the two brothers, right? It, it, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. they're a big part of it. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of and even in the, some of the cutscenes that I didn't watch, but I I saw, but I didn't hear. That I saw in some of the previews, it looks like they do cut away at some points from the one shot single shot with Master Chief the show. Yeah, a lot of those were Double. actually people. Um, yeah, it was a lot of people were skipping them, like John skipped most, Jeff yeah. Grubb skipped uh, Gersman, but they'll generally pull out from Chief and then swoop wherever they need to and then slowly swoop back to him. So they will give you things from outside of his direct perspective. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Um, um, so yeah, Ivy so, and Vortis are their names, by the way. The, the are they still are, are they still alive? In yeah, they're they're in Divine Wind, so I'll just okay. not go more than that. Okay, that's what, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, the the DLC for Halo Wars Two is essentially they go into high charity and release the friggin' flood because because um, Vortis is an idiot. 
who just wants to get all that tech back. And, and Atriox is like, no, don't go anywhere near that ship. He goes in, Flood get out. Um, and the way the Flood work is over time, they're building, um, using all the biomass, essentially, that was still in high charity, and then start using all the banished and UNSC biomass that's around the ring um, to build grave mines. I think by the end of it, they built like freaking six because they've been there so long. The proto-grave um, mines, yeah. Yep. So like the things that would eventually one of them would become the leader of the flood again, like the, the Ur consciousness that um, we saw in two and three um, and killed in three. But, um, Wait, repeat repeat that again. You said they, what were they trying to do with the flood? Um, so they, what they're trying to do is just get into high charity and get tech for the banished, like because um, okay. there's the, the gotcha. Covenant capital city. There's a ton of right, right. really valuable technology in there. And they don't know that the flood are in there. Like I think they don't believe. Vornis oh. doesn't believe it. Pavia yeah. doesn't want to go. Yeah. Are the, but it's, are it's the an flood like a like a myth, or they just have no idea what's there? They they think they, the stories are hmm. overblown. Um, the yeah. one brother warns the other brother because I just played this maybe a month ago. So, yeah, the one mm -hmm. brother warns the other brother, like you know about the stories. He's like, I don't believe them to be true, and yeah. yada yada. And, How good is that freaking game, Mike? Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so very so good. underappreciated, man. Halo Wars, Halo Wars two, two yeah. just Halo Wars two main campaign, it. very yeah. good. Halo Wars two's expansion, even better. And yeah. you know you can play that entire thing co-op. Yeah, I I, yeah. I I told Abe let me know whenever he plays. Yeah, yeah, I have to jump on and do that because I, I I lost my RTS skills. But yeah, it's so a like... real time strategy game, Amanda. You know, the like the over the top view, um, but it's real time. So you like you click on people to control them. You just tell them to go do something, and then they do it. It's not a it's not a first person the strategy game, but it's oh, actually my favorite. <laughs> it works well in a controller. The only game it... that I will put up with with that is The Sims. So if Halo Sims. <laughs> No, it's a um, little bit no. more action than that. It, it, if, if, you're if you want Halo Sims, you're going to have to wait for Infinite's Forge mode. That'll be pretty much The Sims. <laughs> if, so, you, if you had to program every character in The Sims directly. So the, so the Banished do sound pretty interesting as a, um, mm -hmm. as a baddie, baddie because they're not as... Um, well, number one, they're not fully... Like, I mean, I guess they're established, but they're, they sound like they're more up and coming, right? Like they're still kind of on their way up. Doing a little they bit of were until well, yeah until the time jump they were that but okay. they really seem to have coming uh, now even even in the past when they were up and coming they were still more of a threat to the covenant than we were mm -hmm. you know so like no matter what throughout the covenant human war the banished, oh wow you know they, so they were existing in the background that whole time then yeah oh, yeah, was, back yeah then, that's what I was gonna say they they had mm -hmm. already been yeah, they didn't they didn't mess with anything yep they were pissed at the covenant they were constantly attacking them they weren't going after humanity really they were using humans in their ranks like they were hitting and running every covenant facility they knew of that they could while the covenant was also fighting us so mm -hmm. but it, they weren't really an issue with humanity until um halo wars 2 and the arc and all that started around that time they had begun okay covenant's gone um we gotta we gotta really avoid cortana but in the meantime we're going to start hitting and running and, and trying to take over everywhere. Do we know why? Um, do we know why the brutes don't like humanity? I mean, you seem like they. It's not so like much a direct we don't like or... humans thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just more of a you're, you're there working with the Sangheili, who we hate as humans and the elites. Um, you know, the big predator mouth guys get along really well. 
for the most part. <laughs> yeah, it would seem like the... humanity wouldn't really want to side with the brutes. I mean, ethically. No, yeah, the the way yeah. from Aatrox, it's for him. It's kind of you're either with us or against us. And so, if you're with us, he's willing to take you in. But if you're not with us, then you're automatically against us. And no questions. And, yeah, yeah, and kind of like what Jesse said with us siding with the Sinkili or the elites, it they do not get along. Yeah, they so, were never going to along with the Arbiter. So yeah. the fact that we are always going to get along with the Arbiter means we were never going to get along with them. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so those are your factions. So, does that kind of nutshell the story then for Halo Wars Two with the DLC? Or, or so, okay. Yes. But, I can give you a broad overview. Halo Wars 2, um, it's UNSC happens upon the ring, wakes up, uh, the Ark wakes up, mm -hmm. um, go down to start finding things. You'll see they, they run into the Banished, and then it's, you know, a back and forth between them and the Banished, and then the ending plays into Halo 5 Guardians because it came out uh, a little after. Right after, yeah. So, yeah, it, but time-wise, it was sort of set really close, like almost the exact same time, I think. Right. The end right. of Halo Wars 2 is pretty much the middle yep. of halo 5 and uh or like the the endish part because when once the guardians are coming up like all that stuff um and then going from halo wars 2 into halo infinite because you're like you're sort of jumping timeline it was halo 4 halo 5 halo wars 2 halo infinite it's a full 18 minutes 18 months in um universe time skip so like what's been going on with cortana and the created we know the basic that she had set up base on Zeta Halo. We don't know why. We don't know what's happened to her outside of what the um, the weapon said where Cortana has been deleted. Is she really? If so, by whom? Um, like, we don't know that, and that's going to be one of the main crux of the story of Infinite. Much like Halo 4 was you're fighting the Didact, but it's really about Cortana. Mm -hmm. Infinite's going to be you're fighting the Banished, you're fighting whatever the Harbinger is, um, or learning about whatever the Harbinger is um, after they've come out of that Silex, um, you know, tomb essentially, while trying to find Cortana, or at least what happened to her. So that's the mystery right now, right? So that's the thing mm -hmm. that whether you're a book reader or not, you know, the... the yeah, you know Chief and Cortana. Right. Because yeah. the last time we saw Cortana was then the Halo 5, right? So she doesn't come up in the books at all? She's um, in her presence, like yeah, don't she's referenced. Yeah. Okay. We don't want to wake up. We don't up want mom. her and her guardians <laughs> to come around. Yeah. So she's yeah. still alive. She's still she's still a factor, like in mm -hmm. the universe. You know that, but yeah. As far as as far as the lore or the story goes, you just assume that she's um, a threat until the yeah. weapon tells you that she's been. She's deleted. running the galaxy essentially during yeah. these books. Okay. And shadows of reach, like they won't use nukes, they won't use anything that would rouse her mm -hmm. awareness of them. Um, and the infinity is still doing its thing of constantly jumping whenever they think she's near. She hasn't been able to find them. Um, in Halo Infinite, is seemingly essentially starting with also you don't know what happened to the infinity. So that's so let's another about, mystery. That's part of it. Let's talk about Shadows of Reach for a minute because that's that's something you guys did the book podcast on, right? So, like, what's the gen what's the general theme of that? And in a minute, if you want to jump in on this one too, that I know that that's the, that's what you read, right? That's nope. The, uh, yeah, we actually did the oh. original Fall of Reach book. Oh, yeah, the very okay. first one. Yeah, oh, I okay. at all. 
Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's um. So let's just really quickly, um, Jesse, recap the Shadows of Reach. Then, so like, did anything really happen there that people might want to know? For instance? it's a direct prequel, essentially, in the sense of where does the weapon come from? Okay. We think they never say it directly. It's Chief and Blue Team go back to Reach. They're trying to go to Castle Base to get a MacGuffin. You don't know what it is. They never directly state it, other than it's three cases that are cryogenically frozen, or they, you know, um, they get them. But also the banished are able to are there mm -hmm. as well because they want to activate a portal that'll uh, connect to the Ark. And at the end of that book, Atriox comes through the portal, so he's finally back in the greater universe. Yeah, the, the, really, the the main thing that's said or referenced is that uh, this mission's so important that uh, what they're going to collect is like the key to winning the war, or fighting back mm -hmm. against Cortana, and that's all and, they need. Them calling her the weapon, you know, it really just you know. So when everybody saw a new Tana, that's what they implied. That's what a lot of us thought. The moment we read the book, we thought that they were getting copies of Cortana. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that it, it, okay, so that, that all makes sense. And I think that so that, that helps kind of paint that picture. So, you know, we talked a lot about the banish. I think that, you know, that's uh, is, there's a lot of interesting backstory to go with them. It'd be more interesting to kind of learn more about um how that progresses uh and right now it just seems like they're just on a mission to just control everything right just get more power yeah, like that, that's what they had been building up and so it's like well what are you going to keep doing your giant military force now you had been a mercenary group now what do you do right well, you just you keep going that's all you know okay. yeah that's what i that's what i've had in my i couldn't think of a great good time ask like what what do they think they're going to do after a certain point they're going to be the ones everybody's coming after Mm -hmm. It's like it's inevitable. Yeah, it's not um, like they were so gonna have a ton plan? of peace treaties. They just want to they just want to control everything. Um and I guess they say Power. by by yeah. their masses that people will just come to them because they don't have any other choice, which will in yeah. turn make them even stronger. But also what's your end goal? I mean at, at a certain point everything's gonna collapse anyway. But I mean, mm -hmm. you know, he's he's a narcissist, so I guess he feels mm -hmm. he's gonna keep everything mm -hmm. going forever. So I, I, I also do want to point out that Ashram, the main baddie in Infinite, is also in Shadows of Reach. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, you, you do get some... Oh, let's talk about him. Let's let's talk about him. So we, we talked a lot about the Banish, but obviously Ashram, he's what, basically like your Darth Maul of uh, <laughs> of Infinite, basically? He's kind of like, what, he's, 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 is he like second in command to Atriox or what? Yeah, he was, yeah. He was, he, well, he was his mentor, right, Mike? If I remember correctly. Yeah, I think he was originally his mentor, but then during Shadows of Reach, he's like the voice of Atriox. Like Atriox mm -hmm. communicates to him while Atriox mm -hmm. is stuck on Ark. And then yeah, Atriox is like the big guy and he's his middle manager. Yeah. Gotcha. And so like he, he basically controls uh, Eshram and Eshram through direction of Atriox commands the rest of the the banished so is there any anything that we ever learned in the books about eshram like his motivation or his backstory or anything well, or is he just kind of like just so... need to look it up okay so is he just kind of just like he, he's just a badass lieutenant that's super smart super tactical yeah. um really really likes uh really believes in atriox and what he's doing okay and he's he's basically Atriox Senior without the modifications if I remember correctly. Like he's got a lot of the same characteristics. He's he's strategic. He's um, really uh, he's a seasoned warrior. Like that's why he's grown bored. That's what you know like he said in the in his speech 
in last year's demo and plus clips this year like he's right. grown bored because he's beaten everyone so he, he sees he also uh, really hates humanity that's one of his things yeah so he just wants a one-on-one -on -one sport with mm -hmm. SOG, basically mm -hmm. so this is just hey i i <laughs> i'm bored i want to fight you because you look like you might be a challenge yeah um okay so that, that kind of characterizes him now i i think what what people won't know uh is and i don't know if we if we might have already touched on this but why the banished are on zeta halo and i think this might be a good chance to, to tie this in and, and transition to zeta halo as well so why are they there and do we know how we got there <laughs> you know, um, it, what i was trying to piece together it's pretty much that whole if you control a halo ring you can sort of you can you're holding a gun to the universe and they have to do whatever the hell you want okay. i think the way it seems because zeta halo should mostly be fixed it's been a hundred thousand years of self-repair but by the time we see it in this game it's freshly blown up again which is where a lot of where we'll be playing are on those blown up parts right so with the infinite i'm i don't know it's just a guess because it wasn't in any leaks or anything but with the infinity gone and the ring blown up and that scene where it shows all those deceased sort of spanning out when they're mm -hmm. looking at the infinity register i really do wonder because zeta halo like someone sent it and it took off into place and they don't actually really know where they are right now so that's it's it's really disconnected from everything but the um the infinity's gone or unknown location everyone on it was shown as deceased there's a huge chunk blown up on the zeta ring so i'm just wondering if they just freaking crashed the ship into it yeah, that was yeah. my guess. Yeah, because oh, I, 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 I think that's part of the mystery. Oh, right now. I don't want to say anything about that because that was like a spoilerish thing in the I think Game Informer thing. Basically, yeah. um, good old Game Informer. Yeah, <laughs> there were some so, bad ones with the previews. Yeah, you got to be yeah, careful. Watch ours. So, we didn't spoil anything. Yeah, so we won't yeah, touch yeah. any spoilers from the game. Uh, yeah, Mike went uh, out. Mike, your um, camera's all fuzzy. If you want to. Yeah, so. you just got it fuzzy. You but do yeah. look better, but I'm just kidding. But they, <laughs> it seems like there's some strong hints to what happened with the. Um, there we there go. Goes. About what happened with the uh, Infinity, but we're probably not going to go. So, yeah, I, I agree with uh, Jessica because you can see in the cutscene where it has the pulse and everything goes red. I, it's almost like mm -hmm. they were shooting, like the 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 ring got shot. And, and they something like stopped mid explosion or something um, but yeah it, what's also weird is like some of the previews made it seem like the banished were on that ring but like reluctantly like they didn't want to be there but they had mm -hmm. to be there for some reason and it could mm -hmm. be like what Jesse said that uh, just a, a sign of power controlling that ring also it uh, was um it was Cortana's headquarters like she had set it as her base of power so if you're trying to finally stop her you need to go there and because that's also where the unit unsc was going there with the weapon because cortana was there she can isolate her code before she can try and take off and go somewhere else and, and using the forum tech probably it's connection to domain you know space magic shit. um get there control where cortana is and then delete her finally so and i wouldn't be shocked if it was a similar thing for the banished um because they've talked about the harbinger whoever that is so they're on that ring for roughly six months at the start of the game. Like, what have they found? 
um, whatever the harbinger is, have obviously let them out of that Silex prison. Uh, there's there's a lot to still figure out with the story. Yeah, so on that point, like and Joseph Staten said, this is the story. This is a mystery, right? The story for this game. So let's start with the things that nobody should know at this point in time. You know, maybe there's guesses, right? But uh, you know, we I'll don't know. Huh? I'll ping John. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, at, at this point, we don't know, we shouldn't know what exactly happened to Cortana since Halo 5. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know why all the, everybody's deceased or what happened uh, to the Infinity. Um, why the ring or how the ring got broken, right? The Zeta Halo ring mm -hmm. that's currently right now is broken. Uh, we had, so we, we kind of know why they're there or why, you know, why we would be there right because we because that you said that it was to go and stop cortana so both both sides have a reason to be there one to just control the world the other uh just try to stop cortana now we don't know what cortana's relationship with the banished is right now uh okay they and, fear her in the books they don't want anything yeah. to do with her okay so they i was just saying, gonna say i thought it they might have wanted to try to recruit her even though i don't think she would be interested but yeah if they tried they failed miserably because they're very uh -oh. scared of her in the books. they they did try in the books not in the game no. if they did yeah like oh. if they had they definitely didn't succeed because they are scared shitless of her mm -hmm. yeah and i don't think she i don't know it's hard to tell because there's such a gray area seems like she might want the same thing that they want to overcome she all of really these bad factions, but not in the way yeah. that they want to do it. She wants yep. police and order, and the banished are kind of the opposite of that. And and so, like, for the banished to do what they want to do, they have to get rid of Cortana, too, or at least figure out some way to get around her. Uh -huh. It just seems funny because it's like they, I don't know if I'm repeating myself, but it seems like they both want the same thing just in different ways she she yeah, really yeah. wants world she wants galactic peace her way mm -hmm. they sort of want that their way but their way is that we'll just kill you if you're not with us in her <laughs> yeah. way is i will subjugate you do they yeah. really want peace though the banished just seem like they they don't care if there's peace oh, they just want to always fight they know there wouldn't be peace they just yeah, yeah they're not, they're peace not, they're not, they're when they're when they've won that's peace well, I, like Thanos, I, I think they just want to desert or a planet and eat some fruit, and then Thor will chop their head off. <laughs> I, I feel like they they want um, uh, like the banished want to just keep fighting. <laughs> yeah, they want to fight forever. <laughs> yeah, they they just they like to fight, and they're not looking for world. Like Cortana wants, she's looking to destroy because she um, she actually. She would actually be okay with everybody not fighting, and if you do fight, yeah, she considers it collateral damage to a greater cause. As with them, it's just right. Part of she's closer to Thanos, I guess, in some weird way. Right. So she's like she's Thanos from um, Infinity War, and yeah. they're Thanos from Endgame. I was gonna say, or they are the Mongols, <laughs> <laughs> like they just want to keep fighting forever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit more about Zeta Halo. So we talked about, we, we mentioned earlier. There's a big history to it. Yeah, so why don't you just kind of 
kind of set the table there. Obviously, we yeah, we mentioned mendicant bias a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. We didn't really go down that that hole too far. Yeah, you can help me with this hole. one, Mike. Yeah, because um, so mendicant bias was the um, the Ancilla AI that ran Zeta Halo. Like he's the big the big boy AI on Zeta. He ran Halo. their military too. He was in yeah, charge of was... all the original Halo mm -hmm. rings. The the forerunner military. All of that was controlled by Medicaid. Yeah, so him going bad was very bad. Yeah, he was. The so he wasn't always AI. bad. So yeah, he wasn't. No. Yeah. So so like you, we know the we know three four three guilty spark, who's actually a character in the Forerunner trilogy book named Chakus. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's a whole thing. So pretty much for that book, um, Chakus is a, a evolved human. Um, who eventually, who lives on Earth, but eventually ends up on Zeta Halo, gets tortured really horribly in the Battle of Spain, and the only way to save him is to um, copy his brain, make him a, an AI, and he becomes 343 Guilty Spark, gets sent to a Halo to watch it. It's a, it's actually a really good backstory. He then comes back in the later books, and his whole journey is excellent. You should, uh, it's a lot of fucking books to read to get it all, though. So Guilty um, Spark is from the castle of pain guilty yeah guilty spark was a devolved human a hundred thousand years ago and then he got turned into a um god that there's so much in that freaking <laughs> trilogy book that they they tied into the original games um hmm. yeah so zeta halo was like the builder's main place um uh it was one of the librarians main places for seeding humanity and all that so that they could um take them off of their um, they had their shield worlds to protect life because they, they knew they were going to set the, the halo rings off. All life in the galaxy that wasn't very specifically protected by them was going to die. Um, and they had the primordial, who was the only living precursor. And he was uh, he was a real bad guy to talk to because both the uh, Erdidact and Mendicant Bias over time were and the freaking builder, uh, Master Builder Haber, were all corrupted by him. So when um, he pretty much convinced, and it wasn't even a corruption with Mendicant Bias so much as a logical conclusion, he convinced him that the Forerunners were leading to a stagnation of life in the galaxy. Things were going to die off. They were not worthy of the mantle. We had never wanted them to have it as the precursors. It was supposed to be the humans. You should um, stab them in the back. And he very much did. And like, what kind of helped edge that along was whenever Medicant Bias looked into the domain and looked at all the history and the records, there was nothing contradicting what the Primordial was saying. Like, everything the Primordial was saying came up true, so that just must mean that everything else that he's saying must also be true. And that was kind of like the start or the first sign of the logic plague. Yeah, that was... Um, God, the, the, there is so much... The, the, the main thing with Zeta Halo is it ends up becoming this huge battle um, between the Isodidact, who was the good copy of the Didact that was fighting alongside um, the Librarian and all them, versus the Master Builder and everything. Um, it ends up leveling most of Zeta Halo. Uh, it's really, really badly damaged at the end of that book. And so it's taken a full 100,000 years for it to sort of get back in good shape. And that's really funny because the first time we first time we see it in this game it's then uh, got huge chunks blown out of it again so it was the um it was like this the staging ground for an enormous battle for the end of that trilogy and there's there's so much to that that it could be when when we finally do that book trilogy it's going to be a long, be a long so, episode. 
So, like, the mm-hmm. thing regarding Zeta, what, Zeta Halo, why it's so important or special or unique is that there was originally 12 rings. Yeah, there was originally 12 rings of the original array, and they were three times larger than the seven mm-hmm. rings now, yeah. but they were weaker. And then the only surviving ring was Zeta Halo. And like like Jesse said, it was so damaged. And whenever it was rebuilt, it was reformed to fit along with the second array of rings. So it was 10,000 kilometers instead of 30. Um, it was smaller, but much more powerful. But mm-hmm. it still had a lot of the history that came before it. So, you know, like the Palace of Pain, the, the Flood um a lot of the wildlife we've seen yeah is really yeah. neat to finally see because it, it yeah. they they terraformed or whatever however you want to call it they they made that one look most um earth-like because it was intended to be house humans and also um be i don't know if it was just human dna or or a lot of the other dna but it also was a housing uh ground for the dna constructs or or history yeah or... they had almost everyone it seemed like or at yeah. least they had they had a lot like you see um in the silexes in the preview you could see like grunts and jackals and elites mm. and whatever the hell the harbinger was when that one's yellow and you could see humans and so it was um the it was just one of the main places where the librarian was trying to preserve DNA in life so that it could then go back out to the specific planets they wanted um, after they had murdered everything with the rings. So, oh, so it was like a Petri dish mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for everything, yeah. right? Yep. So we didn't talk too much about the library, and I think that's maybe the only thing we missed in, when we went through here mm-hmm. before, right? Um, do, should people know about the library? And I guess she does have an important role in or. Yeah, just like knowing what she had done on there and what her work okay. was, why you'll see certain things certainly wouldn't hurt if you want to go, Mike. Uh, I mean, she was <laughs> she was basically the other half of the didact. The didact mm-hmm. was like the arm arm force, like the section of of the forerunner. She was the kind of the other side of the coin, where she was more reason and logic and uh, preser- about preservation and whenever the whole flood whenever they figured out that the flood was gonna they weren't gonna win against the flood and they were gonna eventually shoot off the rings one of her main goals was to collect dna and data from all life in the universe so that after we they fire the ring they're able to repopulate the worlds with the different animals plants and and basically make the worlds how they were before the flood infected them and um she and like Jesse said earlier, her and the Isodidact team together to ba- uh, double team, I guess, or betray or uh, the Ursodidact. The one we uh, saw from Halo Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original, the Urs, the Erdidact was the original. The Erdidact, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Iso was the uh, like a copy of him, sort of. So a big thing with the 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 the, um, the forerunners was that they would mutate themselves at a certain part of their life. You'd be mutated to match your role in the society. You're going to be a, a builder. You're going to be a life worker. You're going to be military. You're going to be political. And then you take on, you get mutated to have traits that help you in that role. And she mutated him to just become the freaking didact. It's just this guy who you meet at the beginning of the book. It's uh, horrifying. 
but you know eventually he didn't really have a choice and then he liked who he was and he got to live a, a damn good life before he would have died anyways so hmm. yeah so uh, other key factors for zeta halo like what are i guess we'll just ask you more generally like rather um like what are some of the things that you that you think are some of the coolest um facts about it or some of the most intriguing things that you want to know more about uh based on what you've read some things that stand out to you to each of you um so the the history behind medicant bias i'm hoping is referenced or we see something because so cool yeah so like after after this conflict that jesse was referenced earlier um between basically the forerunners and Faber or the master builder and medican bias and the primordial and after they basically got control back of what eventually became delta or um, i'm sorry not delta halo um zeta halo um they they put medicant bias through a a process to remove the rampancy or reverse the rampancy and then also broke him apart and and put different parts of him in different locations for research or study but his core is still on zeta halo mm. and and you know they left it they left it locked away there somewhere so i'm hoping there's some reference to that or I, I do wonder if they're going to save that for later DLC or later later expansions. Because that, it's like, it's the size of a city. Like, his core is enormous. Like, yeah. this huge crystal city, almost. And there's really... a lot of history with him where it wouldn't really do it justice if he was just some kind of side thing. Like, I hope that he's referenced in maybe some side things throughout the world. But in order, like, to properly reveal him or, or bring him into this series... I think that would require more than just like a side thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that I'm hoping there is some hints or teases towards him. Um, plus the the primordial, like even though he disintegrated, I'm wondering if there's any history there because there could be some uh, terminals or something that show his impact because he's got a lot of history on Zeta Halo as well. You know, like sly references to the Forerunner trilogy book, where it's a little off the beaten path, so it's not like super story essential. So it can you can really play into that lore for us nerds. Yeah, nice. yeah. Because like what what I what I keep forgetting what it's called. What is it called, Jesse? The the DNA casing. Uh, silex. The silex. Yeah. Like you see those in the game, and if you're not playing it, you don't know what they are, and it doesn't really mean matter much. But if you know what they are. It's kind of like that extra, like, ooh, like that, mm -hmm. you know, little That's like the, extra the impact. best way to reference the stories. Yeah, where yeah. It just, it adds a little, but you didn't need it. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. So, so Zeta Halo, it is, um, it was one of the original 12. Uh, it's, the history of Medica Bias is, is something that I think um, could be, could be explored there. Um, what were some of the other main things uh, in terms of like humans? Was there any sort of relation? Well, we did talk about that. You said that's where they that you had the the cave people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so when they restarted the people, they started them there, not on Earth, I guess. Well, they no, had they... to keep them off of the Earth because everything was going to get blown away by the Halo rings. I got you. Well, okay. No, actually, they're also on Earth. Earth though was supposed to be off limits. Whereas the ones mm -hmm. on Zeta Halo were on were part of the agreement. Oh yeah, but, 
Yeah. But um, they weren't having any luck with the mm -hmm. tests from the people on Zeta. So they, behind the librarian's back, went to Earth because mm -hmm. there was mm -hmm. certain traits that the librarian put on the Earth human. Gene song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they were thinking maybe that's why their tests became, weren't su mm -hmm. successful. But it, it didn't matter. None of that mattered. It yeah, wasn't, they had no it, idea that it was, yeah. Yeah, it like had nothing. choice to, on who they went after. Yeah, it had nothing to do with anything that the librarians did with any humans. It was all because the Flood just were playing mind games, basically. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, the, and even afterwards, I don't know. After they blew the Halo ring, they blew up the Halo rings. I don't know if they put Earthlings back on Zeta. I know, obviously, we know they did on Earth. But we don't know if they did on Zeta Halo. So is there any yeah. chance that, that that there's still human life anywhere on Zeta? Or it that... would have been 100,000 years, so I don't okay. know. Yeah, Maybe I don't think so. But okay. Yeah. Because um, by the time they, they blew up the rings, that was the second array, that was the seven rings. At that point, everything, the conflict that surrounded the original 12 rings was already done and passed. So that meant yeah, no the forerunners were in rough shape. They were yeah, because yeah. the whole mendicant bias thing is he literally like he freaking just wiped out the forerunners for the most part. Mm -hmm. He uh, along with the flood, um, just went in and just decimated or not decimated. That's only ten percent. Obliterated their capital city and just killed everyone. Mm -hmm. So they were they were on their last legs when they finally set the rings on fire. How about, how about you, Jesse? Anything else for you that you're really interested in exploring? It really, yeah. I mean, Zeta Halo's backstory. Did we ever go to Zeta Halo in anything in mm -hmm. any of the other games? I don't think we no, went to Delta no. Halo. I, I really didn't yeah. even know much about it until. I mean, it was in the books, but not. In, mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It got its backstory in the Forerunner trilogy. And so mm. since reading that those books, like I've always been like, Jesus, it would be really cool to have a game on there. Also, it would be really cool to have a Halo that's like open world and I can explore this <laughs> ring with this new tech uh, and to have some sort of light upgrade system and all these different... And then they freaking made my dream game that I get to play in a certain amount of days, I can't say. Ah, I'm very excited. But yeah, it's it's so much just about the history. Like, they've got so much history in there and, and I'm hoping to find references to it if I really dig into it to find it. That'd be super nerdy exciting. And it sounds like what's interesting about it is that it just does contain a lot of history of the entire lore. I mean, all the lore for Halo, right? The whole entire universe. So, you know, a lot of your history. So you could really yeah. almost uncover it. You could almost um, use that to try to. It's got like the main basis of everything 343's done since they took over the series. Like it's it's okay. the big thing that they, they built up. So going okay. there for a game is huge. Yeah. Right. All right, so I, you know, I think we did a good job covering, you know, four or five some of the background. Um, oh, what, you can see what, it gets so much more dense. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more that it, <laughs> I mean, everything from like the creation of the flood to the relation to the primordial to all that. Yeah, there's there, there's a there's a it's a big rabbit hole. Yeah, so we uh, so it would be, what, be another two hours to kind of really go down that route. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was asking for like a one. All right, so one thing each, just what like what what's one thing that maybe you hope to see, whether it's here or 
um, or it's on some DLC. What do you hope is explored within the Zeta that you know about from, you know, let's touch on from the books and everything. And basically what I, I'm basically what I said before, like I'm, I'm hoping they touch on a lot of the history. Medican. Yeah. Medican bias, the primordial, um, some history of the original array, you know, a lot of that stuff. Um, some stuff like medican bias, you can probably make expansions or additional games and stuff, but yeah. just having references references to like the ancient humans because that's that's what you know retroactively looking back after you found out that the initial reveal trailer was halo infinite and after especially after we found out that it was based on zeta halo those those hieroglyphs and stuff on the walls made a lot more sense right and, and that that already and just and stuff like that that's all i want like Coming, coming across a cave with those ancient hieroglyphs and stuff, that that's the kind of stuff that I'm hoping to see. Yeah, I would love yeah. to see the references and different stories and stuff because there's a lot to, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to go back on. And maybe even to find out, like for me, now I'm kind of curious, like what happened to all the humans they had on there, right? Like what happened to things over time? Mm -hmm. So we don't really know all that. Jesse, is there anything else that you wanted to kind of say about that one? one thing i would i wouldn't mind if they do because it's coming in the next book is like you could do prequelish dlc where you've already got these levels built you can sort of rejigger things around a bit kind of like they did with far cry mm. primal where they had that same play area but then you can rebuild it and you can have like the your spartan on here and it's a little more survival ish um trying to survive like uh, stories that happened before chief was able to come down and probably save the day as well I'll assume he'll do in some fashion like it would be really cool to get more exploration um more exploration focused and less pushing uh, uh the main narrative focus yeah. like a more contained story for a small group could be could be co-op focused more than the main campaign story is going to be you know that i think that could be something that'd be fun it wouldn't require as much work as creating a ton of brand new levels too right Right. Hey, how, no, it's good. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, just how cool would it be? Because, like, you know, they hinted that there's side stories or side missions or something that would be co-op that could use our uh, multiplayer Spartans. Mm -hmm. So, like, how cool yeah. would it be if we had these side expansions that Jesse's talking about where you're talking... You, because we... Mm -hmm. Hopefully this isn't a spoiler. Sorry. But we all know that you pick up equipment from dead Spartans, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how cool would it be if somehow the game updated once those expansions came out that it was a side story of how these spartans died mm. or got to the locations that they got to but they were your spartan and then when you later on played through the campaign if you did a replay it would be your spartan that you found you know in oh, those types of stories sweet. you know yeah but that's, um, that's a neat idea it kind of tying in what they did with reach right like that's you know the spartans that yeah you, know, you knew they were going to die before you took it over and yeah kind of how your helmet always updated in that beginning cutscene. yeah yeah mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah yeah that'd be kind of neat uh amanda how about you like based on everything we talked about like what are what are you kind of looking forward to you know exploring or seeing coming from like the standpoint more like me like played most of the games and things like that um what, what are you looking forward to the most based on what everything Jesse and Mike have talked about? Um, I think I'm looking forward to seeing how, how the, uh, the ring got to where it was 
I think it would be nice if yeah. like they if they had terminals that showed like what happened to the people that were there and um, just everything that you don't know about it. And I think it might it might be cool like if they had DLC along some point where you got to play the final humans there mm -hmm. and find out what happened to them first person. I think that mm -hmm. would be interesting. Be cool. And also, she really wants co-op because she was uh she didn't know that co-op had been delayed. Oh, yeah, I was like, oh, so am I taking off work on the 8th and then we can play together? And Jesse's like, no. And I'm like, what? Yeah, we should. It's not fair. <laughs> it, it, I mean, hopefully, if anything, if at least I'm hoping we get some terminals or something. Because remember how in yeah. CE it had like that video that they played through of how humans mm -hmm. died and stuff? That would be cool yeah. to kind of call back. To yeah, they, they've got a whole lore tab. So I'm sure we're going to get a lot of backstory. And, and, and that's going to be funny. So I've never been somebody who, like when I play video games, wants to just go grab a bunch of collectibles, right? Just collect a bunch of stuff that doesn't really do a whole lot. Oh, that could be a thing, actually, is I wonder if you beat the story, do you then get to go back to find stuff? Yeah. And not yeah. have to get it all before you end. That'd be nice. Yeah. It, it, and I think this Halo has a unique opportunity right now because it does have... A, just a massive lore, maybe more than any other game out there right now. I'm trying to think of anything comparable. I mean, you know, it's Mass so Effect long. was, yeah, Mass Effect was pretty big. You know, had a pretty big universe, but that was, but it had a pretty self-contained story in the original three. And yeah, Mass um, Effect it, is probably the closest. Yeah, and that's you could, you could like say a, The Witcher, but then the games don't actually follow the book, so it doesn't really doesn't count. Right. So, like, so uh, Halo had a a lore bible before the game even came out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they yeah. focused on it a lot. They were like, "We got something special here." Yeah, we're gonna so really build this up. They they really have a lot they can explore, and so that's what's going to be fun is is getting some of those collectibles that help explain stuff uh, that's part of the expanded universe, but doesn't necessarily you don't necessarily need that to understand the story you're playing. Uh, you know, and and I am curious about this mystery. It sounds pretty neat. You know, like just hey, what what who where is Cortana now, and how did this break apart and who is still alive and what, what happened to them like why isn't any of the, those other spartans around master chief now and so um it's going to be really fun to kind of uncover all that so i'm looking forward to that uh the one last thing i, I you know we talked about the flood obviously uh we had whoops Sorry, my cat, cat's oh my knocking stuff over uh <laughs> wouldn't be an xbox era podcast without without my cat being a jerk looking for i attention. wanted to throw one thing out what yeah. about Cortana as the final boss. Hmm. Mm. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. We're still working up to that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm hoping, and I, you know, I haven't seen anything yet, but I'm hoping that they kind of. I, I don't want them to 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 to. I want it to be self-contained, but I want them to still build up, to leave things that can continue to build up and, you know, still have Yeah, I don't bads. mean, like, final boss, like, kill her. I just mean, like, mm. final encounter. Yeah, um, that'd be interesting. Where somewhere along the way. They find a way to, to, to not actually destroy her and, yeah. What, what are the Something cool. like that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. interesting. Um, the Harbinger is something that's also exciting because yeah. even reading everything, we, I don't, we don't, I don't know anything about her. Yeah, or nothing's anything. been even hinted so at. That that is an awesome thing that we could hopefully discover during the course of the game itself. 
watch that's like cortana in some new form <laughs> well could the harbinger be related to um the forerunners i mean kind of look her like... line in the gameplay overview is the forerunners lies yeah so she, oh. she if anything, against them yeah it's funny okay. thing she's she's probably more related to the precursors than and she okay. was in a silic she was captured by them and shoved in there for probably at least a hundred thousand years so well the reason i was thinking because like the precursors supposed supposedly look more like the flood right like they're more of that um well the primordial did but he oh. also he okay. he also like merged with other precursors and flood forms like he was part okay. grave mind part like there was no real definitive definition of what the primordial was okay um there was just like a lot of theories or whatnot by the time he was like introduced and it definitely but... seemed like a built in our image thing with the forerunners in humanity and all that from the precursors so i wouldn't be surprised okay. if they were humanoid-ish and whatever the harbinger is is humanoid-ish you know yeah yeah, so the an easy way to... yeah the precursors were meant to be transient transient i think beings were they were they would form like change their form based that that's why like they went into dust to try to avoid mm. the uh because the surviving ones are the ones that went into dust trying to avoid the forerunners and that's when they're hoping that they would be able to reform from that dust after like the forerunners takeover was complete but then the dust got corrupt and that dust is what basically through a long story not directly mm -hmm. but through an indirect way became the flood spores yeah there's there's, there's a so lot much there. it. there's a lot know, man. like it, it it let's just say that like infected pets <laughs> were basically the precursor to the flood okay. <laughs> like that's it was basically yeah and, and the flood are there's been nothing that's hinted that they would be in this game, but um, there's so many. I don't think they'll be in it, but I do think they'll at least be mentioned because they're part I, of the ring system. Right. I, and I we know they're in the, the Awakening, right? I, I, like, that's a spoiler we'll, we'll just mention. So, like, they're obviously in Halo Wars 2, right? That's, yeah. They're, but they're that's back. on the arc. Okay. That, that's on the arc. But, like, I think that transmission that revealed the Banished were on Infinite may have hinted at it because Ursula did that good breakdown and you can see that what looked like a crack was kind of twitching mm -hmm. and it, so it yeah, could have been means. a thin mm -hmm. tentacle um yeah they, they keep hinting at him i would really wouldn't be surprised if dlc went in that way that's what i'm wondering you know just like they did with halo wars 2 they brought him back in there yeah. that way because they have a lot right they have a it seems like either bringing this harbinger it's a brand new thing you got all the the banish who are going to be new to a lot of people um, so they might hold off right now. Uh, in, yeah, in you've got a to... lot of tools you can choose from in the future, though. Right, yeah. right. So, like, but sorry, uh, but but we we do know that uh, <laughs> that the flood is is alive and well, basically based on the Halo Wars two thing. Yeah, Real quick, still not gone. Is there anything that? Uh, and I think maybe we'll just kind of wrap up, uh, get close to wrapping up here. But is there anything that people should know about how they came back? Because I always assumed after Halo 3, the flood was done. You know, like that was my impression. So, yeah. like, please. No, so. <laughs> please be done. That grave mind was done. That grave mind was done. But even the flood that was on High Charity weren't all done. 
Like, for okay. whatever reason, the Halo ring, maybe because it wasn't complete, didn't kill all the flood in the high Yeah, it, it sort of blew itself up. And instead of setting everything off around the universe, it just sort of blew itself up on the arc. So, yeah. And, um, but there was still every ring still had flood on them. And part mm-hmm. of one of the main missions of the Infinity was to go to these different, discover, like find the Halo rings so they can decommission them. And I'm assuming during that decommission process, eliminate the flood. Um, and, and that's when they found the composer on the one that we saw yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. And we don't know how far they gotten that on Zeta Halo. And Zeta Halo was mm-hmm. a major um, spot for the flood activity. Yeah, like there's a lot on there. From what I understand, there was still parts of Zeta Halo that were controlled by the flood post like explosion and everything. Mm-hmm. So so there's still other grave mines out there then. And they all have some sort of tie to the primordial because if if there's a if there's flood left then there has to be a grave mine behind them if right? they've got enough like no. food sources to make oh. one like yeah there, there's a whole yeah. process to uh, okay because like high charity was this whole city with a ton of people in it and so they they had the fuel essentially to to build one yeah and there was originally a handful of proto grave mines on zedalo but they've all been destroyed so what's there now we don't know because like it's interesting if you go into halo 3 and you figure out which one's that a halo it's covered in a like a yellow fog or a cloud and that's because the last record that the forerunners had at that point was that zeta halo was covered in this cloud or fog because of how infected it was with the four or uh, the flood but then when they later went there it wasn't like that um Okay. So, so high high charity, and for people who don't remember, high charity was the Covenant's mobile planet. Yeah, city ship. City ship. Yeah, and so, uh, so basically, the Covenant are pretty much done there, right? They seem done, so. Yeah. You know, they're. I can't spoil Divine Wind. Okay. There's always splinter things in the books that sometimes play into the games. Okay, gotcha. I'll leave it at that. All right, and um, but but we assume most people should assume that pretty much all the covenant that were part of high charity are done, and, and there's just flood still living there. Or and if they were still around, they're probably part of the banished now, like because that's one of the banished things we find people, we get them to either join us or we kill them. Okay. Also, um, for people who played five and are wondering what's up with blue team and uh, team Osiris, no idea. Mm-hmm. No one has right. any clue. Right. And it wasn't mentioned. So, it didn't. Yeah, we don't know where we don't know where any of them are. We only know that it's about Chief. So the flood can, the flood can work with a, a faction and not infect them. I know, like briefly, you know, they worked with the with the uh, UNSC and forget which game, but yeah, it was. Um, could they work one term? part of three? Yeah, yeah, they you're wanted, but they never really want to. <laughs> They, yes, they, they could. don't want to. They don't want to. Their whole thing is weird. They only worked with the UNSC for that specific moment, but the instant that they didn't have to anymore, technically, they just turned on them because they didn't yeah. want the rings to fire. Yeah, they would kill their food. So they worked with the UNSC to ensure the rings couldn't fire. Um, and then the moment that they felt confident that they wouldn't, they just turned right on them because their main, their yeah. primary goal is to just infect all life. 
So yes, they could if they ever wrote a really like compassionate, nice flood spore into the games. <laughs> like Billy the Spore who just wants to, you know, look at rainbows and eat ice cream. That would be a good character. But why would they want to, why would the um, Banish want to work with them? They wouldn't. They, they oh, would. I thought, oh, I miss her. No, they wanted to get into high charity to strip it of technology. And they didn't believe the Flood were in there. I think earlier when he was talking about working with the Banish, he was talking about whatever was left of the Covenant. Oh yeah, the covenant. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Whatever's left of the on covenant the was yeah, yeah on the ark. I mean, uh, okay. I don't know how I misheard so because uh, we've been jumping around so much. I know yeah. so much. <laughs> but, yeah. And then th that's a part. I mean, I can just say that's a an overall part of the um, Divine Wind book is like what has been happening on the ark since the end of Halo Three, and in into Halo Wars Two. So mm. it's very good. You should read it, Mike. Mm -hmm. Do a book club. I got it from the library. It was, uh, I had it there, so I just got a digital copy. Libby is the name of the app, and your local library should be able to tie into it if you have a card. And then you can just request, like, all the Halo things are on there for me. So I normally get them. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. Even audiobooks sometimes, quite often, actually. You put in a request, and depending on how uh, well funded your library is, you can generally get them to uh, at least get one copy and the halo books have been so popular they had like four copies of this one even though they're digital copies but you know they get they had four licenses to let people borrow them for two weeks at a time oh nice and you, it, it'll connect to your kindle apps too folks so you can set up libby and then you can set it to connect up to your amazon account and then if you like have a kindle reader you can work through that it's really nice yeah it's a really it's a really useful app especially if you like to read. So I think, um, did we, did we, I think we, I feel like we covered everything that we um, should right We've now. We broadly covered broadly pretty much everything. What, yeah. what do you think, Amanda? Did we cover things enough so that you're prepared for Halo Infinite? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect I mean, that. Because <laughs> it is such a personal story in the end. You're like, yeah. okay, who are the banished? I know. What yeah. happened with Chief and Cortana, and then you, you're off to the races, and everything else just. I mean, adds to I it. feel like I know everything now. <laughs> I know it all. We're the best. So. I'm no stranger uh, to sarcasm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it, guys. You know, and 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 girl, and it it was great having this conversation to kind of get caught up on, uh, you know, get caught up in the story because there is a lot going on, and like I said, you know, I I even when we came to this podcast, it was more for my you know love of the games uh and i wasn't somebody who really got caught up in the lore but you know very very recently you know i thought well with infinite coming up i'd start to to dive into it a little bit because it did sound kind of exciting listening to some people talk about it and there is a lot going on there and i think you know um with your with your help and daniel's as well we're able to you know dive into some of the the backstory and at least get from a high level um be able to, to refer to things and uh you know just kind of knowing where the forerunner you know the forerunner's place and all this um the banished and you know the banished is going to be a new enemy for a lot of people who didn't play halo wars 2 but you know i think they're very interesting they could be a very interesting uh baddie and hopefully you know this is the hopefully they're arc is extended beyond just a single game i would expect it to be but yeah i can't yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. they're too large yeah 
they say yeah, right they, now they're they won. Yeah, they've yeah. obviously are ingrained as the next big the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. even yeah. if we take them all out on Zeta, which I doubt we will, there's still a, a large number of them out throughout the galaxy and on the arc. So yeah, yeah even yeah, us so... the forces on the arc are a very large amount of the banished's power. Yeah. Yeah, and there's interesting places they can take that. And then, you know, even just getting a little bit of the understanding about Zeta Halo makes me a little bit more interested to, to, to explore it, kind of knowing its importance in the uh, Halo universe, kind of its connection to humans, its connection, you know, uh, hearing a little bit about medic and bias. So hopefully we'll get a chance to dive into those those types of things. Um, you know, and then also the return of the flood. Like I said, I for some reason when I beat Halo Three, I thought that we saved the world from the flood. And uh, you know, kind of knowing that they're still out there and um, their tie-ins, trying to, to see what happens there. Having that sort of having knowing that these things can be hovering over the entire universe that as you go into it, knowing that there's all this backstory and this mystery. Uh, it does make it a lot more exciting. And, you know, it's like give, giving you some knowledge, but I, at the same time, you know, creating that sen- a, a sense of mystery, just like when we played CE. So, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this. I definitely um, am more excited about exploring the story and, you know, actually continuing. I actually will got some long road trips coming up here. I want to dive into some of the books and, you know, see. You can be on our next book club. Yeah, I, I probably will be. So, uh, you know, uh, like get, a nine-person book club because everyone's going to get into the story. On <laughs> we're it. all going to finally want to read it. Um, you know, everyone except like everyone on the site except for Nick because he can't read. Well, he doesn't read. He's a, <laughs> Only, maybe he'll do an audiobook. Australians don't read. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> or they don't even watch cutscenes for whatever reason. That's kind of weird. <laughs> but uh, that's funny, a- I was I was producing the podcast, uh, the, the main podcast, and John's playing through, and he's like, even in these first four levels, I've played through. Nick, you shouldn't skip these cutscenes; they're great. And Nick's like, I'm going to skip them. Oh, he better. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, what's the point of playing the game then? To just, just yeah. around shoot things? Just for the fun action. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but how fun. do you not get lost? How do you, like, load up a level and know what the heck you're supposed he does, to do? He does, but he's pretty dumb, so I don't think he realizes it. <laughs> You'll never even hear that. Oh, yeah, because he is not interested in books. It's like you just you load up the level and you just go that way and shoot things. Until you get well, to the end. No, I understand that. that. Honestly, yeah. I, 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 I do mean, in the regular Halos. <laughs> I can relate to that, honestly. I, that's, I, yeah. I love He's going to play the first few levels over and over again because they're more linear. That's all he'll play. They just keep restarting the game. <laughs> I can relate to uh, missing cutscenes, too, because when I uh, played with uh, Jesse and his brother, Travis, um, they had played it so many times. Yeah, so I'm sorry. trying to listen to the lore the, the cutscenes and i can't hear anything because they're just chatting and i'm like hey i so this is one reason why i'm so far behind on the, the story because i couldn't hear any cutscene <laughs> so that was fun well when we know when co-op's coming out we'll go through all of them again and i'll be very quiet well now i can now i've got a fancy headset where i can just mute you guys i couldn't do that mm-hmm. before but now i can just go Boop, and then not hear you <laughs> All right. So I do you think this is a good spot to kind of step off? We'll come back. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we'll we'll have to have a spoiler cast on the uh the game 
after we well, have a chance. We have a show the day after the game comes out if everyone no life that we can do it then. <laughs> uh, we, we should give people some time. They're not going to worry. Yeah, I, I give it a, a week. But yeah, once I give we, it a couple weeks. Yeah, once we all beat the game, it's going to be interesting to see, especially when we when we all like have time to dive into it and explore it. It's going to be yeah. interesting to see how much Maybe. of what we're hoping to see and how much they do end up showing and where the story goes. So Christmas is on the 25th. Um, obviously, people are going to be really... It is a Saturday, so people will be really busy around that time. We'd probably be smart to do maybe another pre-recorded podcast then as we're live mostly for it. And, you know, maybe then that's a good three weeks or so. And, yeah. and pre-recording allows us to really dive into it and not read chat all the time. Yeah. 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 That's, we'll that's, uh, yeah. We'll see. Um, give people a couple of weeks. So we'll do present, present to the community. Gracious present. <laughs> You're nothing if not gracious. <laughs> but it, it's going to be exciting uh there's there's a lot of places that can take this and and you know especially for this ongoing game i'm interested to see an ongoing campaign and just all the spin-offs and things like that because uh it just a lot gives them a lot of excuses to come come with all types of content uh i'll be interested to see what they do with these different regions on the uh the halo ring if they kind of make them focused on different areas uh mm-hmm. you know of the story but uh, I guess we'll wait and see, and then once we get a chance to play it, we'll we'll tie this we'll tie that back into what we talked about today, and you know see how many answers we have and how many questions we still have, uh, you know, from from where we're going to start at. But with that, I think it's a good time to sign this off. Mike, do you want to do the sign off today? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we have other episodes of You Had Me at Halo, so definitely check those out if this is the first time you're tuning in. We also have a awesome website that, and a related YouTube channel that has a lot of awesome content that we put on daily. Uh, we also have a Patreon that, if you know, you want, if you feel generous and would like to sign up for a Patreon, that would be absolutely awesome. And an awesome forum that our we have a really really diverse community, a lot of different opinions. We don't just cover. Xbox is primarily Xbox, but we're we're welcoming all, and mm-hmm. we are here. Not Ouya people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <those Ouya>. <laughs> but uh, a lot of Halo fans. So if you're a Halo fan, you're gonna find mm-hmm. a lot of uh, cool people on our forums. And uh, yeah, we're we're just a bunch of awesome, awesome and very humble people. Don't forget, we are Xbox era pretty much everywhere too. Now the only one we're not is Twitch, which is the Xbox era. But everywhere else, if you just look up Xbox era, you will find us, and it's all linked at the top of our website. Also, uh, don't forget about the book. If you've come into Halo oh, yes. Xbox, that's what I was uh, just gonna say. Yeah, yeah. For, um, as we're we recording, is ha- the Kickstarter is tomorrow. It's very nerve wracking. Yeah, so yeah. the Kickstarter is still gonna go on whenever this. Uh, this airs, so if you have mm-hmm. not checked it out, definitely take a look at our at the uh, Kickstarter. Yeah, well, uh, so, everywhere. So basically, it's going to be uh, it's 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 kind of a I'm trying to think of the, the the snapshot of this. Basically, it's a kind of a, a love letter to the initial the first the thing that started it all, right? OG the original Xbox. Xbox. And it's going to have every single game in there. It's going to have uh, some incredible, you know, it's going to have pre-drags uh, artwork. Yeah, uh, the incredible oh, yeah. art in there. It's That's going to have pictures of the different games. Contributions from people in the industry. Yeah, contributions, contributions. from 
Yep. Uh, YouTube. Some of the some of the bigger YouTubers, some people in the media. Jeff Grubb, Randall Thor, Clobberl, Colt Eastwood, uh, lots. Uh, Miles Dompierre. Yeah. So it's uh, even us. Even we'll get to write a little bit. We'll have our own little section. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's going to be dedicated to the celebrating the twenty years. But it's really going to focus on the OG Xbox and it, and and the, mm-hmm. and the qualities is up there so just take a look at it yeah and i think you know uh it'll speak for itself once you get a chance to do that but uh yeah thank you everybody who uh who decided to tune in over the uh thanksgiving holidays or sometime after if you just decided hey i I want i check i'm checking out all this halo hype and i want to check out the franchise for the first time or if i messed up and published it early yeah but uh which is fine uh, but anyways, we appreciate everybody who continues to tune in with us. And when we do come back next week, if there's anything that we did not address, which is lots, because there's so much, uh, that you would have liked to have seen us covered more or gone deeper on, uh, put those questions in our forum and we'll make sure that we'll touch Yeah, we'll have a thread up for that show. Yep. And we will, t- we will um, cover that in the very next show. So follow up lore show. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.